first day of elk hunting. We've seen 13 bulls, and we've got, me personally, I've got another four weeks of hunting elk, and the fellas that are with us, the other three fellas, they've got another 12 days of hunting elk. We just thought we'd hit the jackpot. With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek adventure of the unknown. Join the five of us everyday Aussies from all walks of life, share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Oh, let's do this. Right, eh? Right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. I am sitting on my front veranda for once with uh, good taste in scotch and joined by the man, Jake Kasparowski. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. And yourself? Good, mate. It's good. Uh, thank you so much for, for dropping in, mate. Um, on a little bit of a... Wait, he's just doing the right thing. He's actually just taking his wife for a bit of a trip down the coast. Yes, she wanted to see the beach after me skylarking around the mountains <laughs> overseas. I thought I'd do the right thing. and You've done well, mate. But uh, thanks for dropping in, mate. We're... Um, We've just been kicking around with the kids for the afternoon and um, talking a few hunting stories. And, yeah, too right. And uh, we've been going to catch up for the last couple of weeks doing a, doing a podcast anyway, but Jake made the decision that they were coming down for a run, so we thought, well, we're better off doing it in person anyway. So That's it. Exactly. It a little bit better. But uh, anyway, mate, how's, uh, how's life back after being overseas, mate? Mate, great. Had a ball. Been real good. Had a ball. Yeah. So Jake was lucky enough to, uh, well, we should probably take it a step further. Um, early in the year, we we did a bit of a game plan after um, after a few conversations of what Jake was going to get up to. Um, he was pretty keen on chasing an elk, so we uh, we got applied in a, in a few different states. Uh, obviously, you know, just starting the process of building a few points, and uh, with the with the direction of you know probably trying to draw uh, a tag in Montana, and um, the general tag there, and um, so be it. You uh, you drew with yourself. Yeah, old boy, uh, Jason Frost and um, Cole and a, Ross and a Cole Ross, so a uh, good friend of Les's. and um, yeah, it, uh, it all kind of started that's, from there, mate. That's so how it started, yeah, yeah, mate. Um, a big dream of all of ours sort of came to reality. We yeah. had to make it happen. We sat there in uh, obviously, if, if uh, you've listened to the podcast for a little while, um, you know, back in April, we we did Red Deer Camp, and you know, there's a couple of podcasts coming out of that one, and. And obviously, red deer hunting, which is uh, very close to Jake's heart, I must say. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess elk hunting is probably the the next step. That's right. Yeah. From a from a travelling bow hunter or, or travelling hunter, I should say. And uh, so we obviously had plenty of conversations over the the leading up months, and I think the deadline for Montana was mid April. I think it was. We found out mid. I think we found out. It's like a week we after. We drew that, during or. It's pretty close too. Yeah. And um, so I think we had. Well, you four, and then I think I had Nick Morton and Paul Woods. I think they were. I got a couple of tags for those guys as well. Yep. And uh, and obviously you and myself and um, yeah, I suppose the, the planning sort of started there. So we, I guess, setting it up. You know, we'd planned that Montana was going to be the the hunt that you had. You had a bit of intel up there. Yeah. Um, but credit to you, done your homework as well. Mm-hmm. You would um, and uh, and I'll get you to explain this a little bit more. But you you done your homework in in contacting people before. Yep. Um, drawing and, and found out, you know, obviously if the, the general tag was worthy of the yeah, yeah, of the yeah. money. And um but um so what we're gonna try and do in this podcast is just 
just sort of set it up a little bit, you know, for anyone sort of thinking about heading over to the States uh, for any kind of hunt, really. But um, I'm going to get sort of Jake's take on it because I know I ramble a bit about it. But try and get Jake's take on it, a little bit of how he went about it and the decisions he's made of why he did a few things. Uh, obviously, had his his dad and, and a couple other lads to, to think about as well. So, yep. um, mate, take it back to, you know, what made you sort of choose Montana uh, as a state to hit and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Montana... Um Obviously took a bit of advice from yourself, um, which helped that odds were high. Um, obviously not 100%, but odds were high. Yep. And Elkwin numbers were good from my bit of research that I'd done. Um, also had some contacts there. Um, shout out to uh, Grant Hughes. Um, Grant anyway, who was... Uh, we, we'll call him Aussie because he's, he's an bad. Aussie. He's an Aussie. <laughs> he's freaking... Birthdays on Australia Day, it's as good as it freaking gets, That'll isn't do. it? So, yeah, um, Grant Hughes, I don't know, some might know him, some might not. But, um, yeah, he helped us out, pointed us in the right direction, um, put us in touch with a, um, a fellow by the name of Tyler Ferris. He's a fellow who runs an outfit over there in, a, in the States um, and a pretty good one from my understanding. And, um, yeah, we weren't disappointed at all um we didn't do a guided hunt as such um for the fur like i my plan was my personal plan i was there for the whole month of september from from the first right through to, to the very end yeah and um but the other three lads that were with us they only had the first half of it so then i was left on my own so the first first half we decided to um um, gain a bit of um, private country, being that one, we've never been there, we'd like to see good numbers. Two, um, my father and Cole Ross, um, uh, you know, touch on the on the on the older side, so we thought this may be their only trip, so we'd like yep. to cr increase our odds. Which, um, I even if you're on the elderly side, you know, what I mean. I still think as a younger fellow, it's still a really good idea yeah. either way, um, especially if you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. It just, yeah, we'll get to the story th later on. But, yeah, it definitely, there were some really good elk numbers. Yep. Um, so, obviously, that increases your opportunity. So, that's the way we went. Yep. Yeah. So, and then for the, the second part of my, tri my trip after the lads left, I went and uh, did the the public land, um, which is open to anyone who has a tag <laughs> in their hand, which is pretty crazy, unreal. Like what they have over there is, yeah, very special. Yeah, and I think um, yep. they're very very lucky. So taking it back, to, um, obviously you made the contact with with Tyler. Um, was there any sort of and uh, and as I said, I want to try to break this down as much as we can. But was there any kind of questions that you asked? Um, Tyler, obviously, you guys become you know pretty good buddies um, throughout the process of yep. it. Um, you know, what what were some of the things that allowed you to make the decision that that's the way you wanted to go? So setting it up, um, pretty much you had you know twenty odd thousand acres of private country. Yep. Backing onto to public country. Yep. Um, the idea of that is that you have the twenty odd thousand acres to yourself. Yep. But secondly, you, you know, you had a cabin, all that kind of stuff to to. I guess helping the helping the way of you know logistics. Yeah. Uh, whether you use it or not is a is another yep. scenario. 
But, um, you know, what was some of the stuff that you asked Tyler on your initial sort of contact um, and how did that how did that sort of grow from there? Well, the first question was how many elk you got? How big are they? <laughs> that was the first question. Obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a good response. We were happy with the response we got. Um, secondly was accommodation, um, being that everyone likes a good night's sleep after doing big big leg hours and big yep. k's through the through the day so it's good to get a good night's sleep especially when you're doing two weeks straight like mm. we're there for 12 days on that place so if you're yep. hunting all day it's good to get you good sleep good food and um i suppose just a bit more of a, a relax around camp yeah because at the end of the day it's a, it's a bit of a holiday as well it is know? it so is and um we've never been to america i've never seen america before and it was nice to kick back and our accommodation was a cabin right on the river um elk up and down it all over the place which was frustrating which itself. was frustrating <laughs> because um our place happened to sit the cabin our accommodation was in one unit on the southern side of the river and on the northern side of the river was another unit which was the general unit which is the one we were allowed to hunt so <laughs> And it was as if the elk knew. Yeah, they do. Like, it was, yep. it's, yeah, it was frustrating at one point. But then I suppose just, just um, reality you got to get used to over there. And uh, I suppose that's why they have what they got by having certain areas restricted. Looked after. Yeah, you know yep. I mean, and then other areas not so restricted. Yep. So um, the elk can beat elk. So, which yeah. is a pretty good thing. Definitely. Um, so that was obviously another thing was, righto, this is where we're going to be hunting. Uh, then we reached out and said, where, do you, where are we flying to? What's the plan? So our first initial plan was we flew to Washington. And then because we had friends there, we caught up and said g'day. And then from there, it was to Elk Camp, about a five-hour drive yep. across the top of Idaho. And then through a bit of Montana yep. into where we were hunting. Yeah, you're yeah. on the western side of Montana, yeah. That is correct. Yep. Yes, yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, that's about all the questions. Also, I let him know that we had a um, a deer permit as yep. well. Yeah, so give people a little bit of background. When you apply for Montana, um, you can actually apply for the general tag. It's what we call a big game combo. So as you draw your elk tag, you also um, draw a, a deer tag as well, which is valid for a single mule deer or a single whitetail. Uh, can't be both, but um, but it is a pretty good way of, of I guess, giving you your options because there's been a few times where hunting elk there and, you know, you see a good deer, it, you know, it is valid for that. So. Yeah, but it's, yeah, some <laughs> where we were hunting elk in a general elk unit, it was a special draw mule deer unit, yep. so that so was be a little, careful. that was frustrating at one point, but yeah, it is what it is. Yep. And um, but that's not to say we didn't have good opportunities on mule deer elsewhere, which we'll get to. Um, and then I was also drew a antelope tag. Yeah. So the antelope tag, um, for those who use the service or use any other kind of service, you'll notice that. Um, Applying for the states is not a, just a single press the button and you've applied for everything. It goes 
every different month's got different states, species. Um, so the, the antelope stuff comes in a little bit later. So the best thing is I knew that Jake had, had drawn uh, obviously his elk tag and I'm like, pretty much simple, you know, you might as well, for 200 bucks, you might as well have an antelope tag in your pocket as well, yep. which turned out to be unreal. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, they're, they're not too bad to, to draw over there. So um, Jake pretty much went over pretty well armed, if I can say that, as mm. far as tags go. Yep. And it was a matter of, because he had the time, they had the month, uh, versus the other guys only having a couple of weeks, we held back on those guys. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, that was their choice. Yeah. You know, you know, yourself, shout out to Craig too. Craig was the man who um, made these tags happen. So if you want some, get in touch with Craig. But um, anyway, back to it. Yeah. I added an antelope tag as well, which um, which was real handy because mm -hmm. we had a couple of days early in the season. I'm not sure if you want to get to the to that part yeah, of the rip now. into it. We might as well rip into it. Right, eh? Um, yeah, so all the questions, I suppose, yep, talk to your outfitter or talk to your mate or do your own homework. And, yeah. um, we'll touch on that a bit, a little bit again. Anyway, yeah. But, um, yeah. But the envelope, you know, that kind of set the platform for the trip, didn't it? It, it really, did. It did. That, yeah. um, like, uh, again, I spoke to our man over there, Tyler, and... Um, he said, well, you've got a few days up your sleeve because our plan was originally to um, just have a look around for a few days. Like we got there on the 1st of September yep. and opening elk season wasn't open until the 7th of September. So we had six or so days, six, seven days up our sleeve. Um, so Tyler reached out to a mate further to the east, northeast of Montana and said, um, look, I've got a couple of Aussies coming your way. Can you point them in the right direction? Which um, which they did. Um, we scooted over there. We had a couple of days look around Montana. <laughs> Spent too much money. Yeah, went to Cabela's, <laughs> um, did the whole thing. And um, like we didn't spend a lot of money because, you know, most of our stuff that we had here, yep. well, that we had, you mean, just slipped straight in. Needed. You know yeah. Mean? Yep. Um, so, yeah, you did the tourist thing. and I think the taxidermy is what... That's pretty cool, isn't it? Like, they put their heart and soul into it over there, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's pretty special. But anyway, a couple of days up our sleeve, so we whipped over to the east. Um, um, met the fella who was helping us there and pointing us in the right direction and showed us how to use that Onyx stuff and where yep. the public was, where the private was, and which is another an amazing... <laughs> Friggin' thing without that, a whole nother rabbit warren. Oh, <laughs> mate, it was it's unreal that 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 stuff. Anyway, showed us where some good spots are, and pretty much left us to our device. Yep. So um, we spent a day spotting stalking, um, which um, isn't, which isn't. Oh, I wouldn't. It's a tough challenge. It's yep. um, definitely doable. Um, but make sure you get a bit of time up your yeah, sleeve for the spot and stalk that. because yeah. we had numerous opportunities. You know what I mean? You probably we got probably got eight, eight or nine stalks on some good bucks. Bucks they call them, don't yeah, they? Yep. Yeah, good antelope bucks. And um, you know, to get to that eighties easy, eighty meters, yep. eighty yards, and it's just that fifty under. Yep, trying to get to that fifty is the tricky bit. So um. They kind of, they act. Funny thing about antelope, and uh, and obviously we don't get to have any experience with them, but they, they, they act very dumb. 
very dumb, they're inquisitive but smart, but they're they're, they're a really weird animal. Oh, they're, they're strange. They're different. You know, they, you just think this thing is just going to walk over the top of me. Yep. Which you do see. Yep. But then they can just flip on a dime and 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 it, know you're there. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's their weird sight. Um, what I found with them, their sight was their biggest attribute. Yep. Um, you could get away with a bit of with you know in most animals it's their nose, but you could get away with a bit with them. So it's yep. their their sight is what. Yeah. But sometimes their sight could get them into trouble. They're straight on. They can't look straight on. They, well, it wasn't that. It's just on. that if they saw a little bit of movement and you duck down or something, they were inquisitive. Yep. They wouldn't go, oh, I'll stay away from that. They'll be like, what is that? Yep. And that, that would get them into trouble. Yep. Um, so hence why later on, I suppose, we started using some decoys. Yep. Doing a, We didn't have decoys with us there. So it was just the spot and stalk, trying to get in the right position. So we did a whole day of that, and it was quite warm. Uh, I'd say, from memory, they were talking Fahrenheit, but what it felt like was high 30s. Yep. Mid to high 30s, quite dry. Just what you need when you're out in the middle of the yeah, summer. Yeah, and it's just no trees, nah. nothing. Yeah. Rolling hills, there was no breeze. It was quite uncomfortable, really. Yeah. Um, but if you want to antelope, that's what you got to do. Yeah. So, so after a day of that, we went back to... Um, yeah, mate's place, and um, he gave us. Um, he told us about a, a blind that he had set on a waterhole, and um, he mentioned that yeah, we're welcome to go sit into it yep. for a day. So we thought right over. This is about probably the night of the the fourth, so we got three days until. Elk opening. Elk, elk opening. We were, we were planning on being there a day early, getting there comfortably on the 6th to do a bit of looking around, scouting, looking, getting to know where we where we could be and where we couldn't be. Um, so we thought, right, I've never sat in a blind or in a tree stand or anything like that, so I thought I'd, he, he thought that that was our best chances yep. if, if you could sit out the day and put up with the heat. Um, so, yeah, well... I thought, right, I'll give it a go. Yep. So there, you know, it's out of my ballpark what they do with their antelopes. So it took the advice of them, and it paid off. Yeah, yep. dividends. So. And he gave you a little bit of history on that buck too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Um, the actual well, he told us in that particular area there was a handful of other bucks, but there was one particular buck that um, he he missed a couple of times himself, and um, I'm not sure if his him that wounded it or someone else maybe wounded it but he had a bit of a limp yep. as well so there was a bit of a story behind him and they sort of all had a bit of a joke oh yeah if you ain't you might get to see him if you're lucky and um <laughs> thinking because there was plenty of other antelope in the area yeah and um so yeah um back to that so first thing in the morning we get there an hour before hour before daylight they drop me off I have my little esky igloo cooler thing with sandwiches and all my food to sit out for the day as long as I could. And um, You're well organised, mate. Yeah, Great yeah. Tell. Yeah, no, it was because um, you're there all day. Like, yeah. you got to eat. You gotta, Even though you're not doing much, like, by 10 o'clock, I was in my underwear. Yeah. yeah. Like, hot as shit. it was hot. There was yeah. no breeze and you're in a black 
it's it's a very thick canvas yep. stuff, so there's no breeze coming through. There's it's very Brutal. quite uncomfortable. And um Yeah, so by ten o'clock I was sitting there in my jocks. Yep. And um anyway, long story short, we had um come daylight. Well, during before daylight, I could hear we're in a good elk area, and that area there is you might know more than me. I think a top like we're starting to get yeah, towards so the breaks yeah, where we were. You're starting to get into limit entry stuff. Yeah, limited. So the chance of seeing good elk is high. <laughs> yeah, but one the season wasn't open. Two, our general tags for That's elk wasn't good for that area. So, so they said, oh, you might see a couple elk. So anyway, you ain't. Know, and well, before daylight, I could hear clashing and banging, and you know, you could hear antlers touching. And anyway, daylight comes, and I'm not sure. I've, I've seen a couple of people seen some photos, and I've got yeah, some big elk. Don't well, I consider them big elk. Yeah. You mean know, on a ridge line, and they're just touching antlers like there was a group of half a dozen of them, yep. just hanging out together, testing each other out, and it was just that was my first. The sighting of a bull elk and um yeah it was exciting yeah it was exciting and um they come straight down towards the water they didn't come to the water where with um the blind was but they walked past and fed and i got to watch them for a few hours and sort of forgot about the reason i was there for an antelope <laughs> at the time that's but understandable it, oh it was great to see them like and um so they've wandered off over the hill so it's been uh, probably an hour or so after daylight now and um, started to see a couple of antelope. And, um, but they just kept walking past and past like at a couple hundred metres. And, yeah, it was quite frustrating because they you know, they just told me numerous times because they knew that we've grown up spotting, stalking and do not get out of the blind. And yep. it was extremely hard, hard to do. To do so. yeah. um, when you could see them... 150, 200 metres out, and they you, you just keep remember them drumming into you, do not get out, do not yeah. just put up with it. And um, I defied it a few times, but um, eventually, oh, probably around, would have been about 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, a few hours into it, I've seen this nice, quite respectable buck from about 200 metres out limping across the paddock, and that was, I just remember them saying that's... Th- there's this buck out there that one few fellas had a couple of cracks at. Yeah. And there he's limping. I'm thinking, yeah, right, eh? And he looked pretty good through the binoculars and took a few photos of him and he just walked straight past me and off into the distance. And it would have been it would have been another five hours after that. Oh shit. I reckon. Well we were there daylight and I didn't shoot my buck until Quarter past four, I think it was. Yeah. So it was good 11 hours or so in the blind and hot and uncomfortable and you're sweating. And anyway, yeah, it would have been, I reckon, 3, 3.30 or so in the same direction where that limpy buck was. He was actually tailing a couple of does. A couple of does have come back over. And another then the limpy buck, the same fellas, headed back sort of the same direction. And I seen him try to start changing route towards the water. I'm thinking, I don't know, this might happen here. And um Yeah, he did. It took he took his time and very very cautiously approached approached the water. Like he come into 
probably 200 metres and he stood there just looking at the water. And this blind has been there for a while and he knows probably what's, what's going on, what's going on <laughs> what could be going on. He'd look straight at the blind, just stare into it. And, um, yeah, he'd take another, you know, in 20, 30 metres close and he'd do the same thing, look at the water and you could just see that it was hot and he was uncomfortable yep. and he needed a water pretty this bad. smoking was going around. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, he'd come in and um, I remember the fellow saying they do everything quick, which they do. Every, there's not too many slow movements from point A to point B, hence the reason speed gates, they're pretty much trotting. Yep. Like, they don't do nothing slow. Yeah. And he said, when they come into water, they'll come into it. They'll drink really quick. They don't want dawdle. And uh, this fella dawdled a little bit. And I think it was because of the deep mud. He come in for, but anyway, he's come into the drink. And he's went to have a drink. And I'd, um, I had arranged him as he was coming right to the water. Yeah, I mean, he was a little bit out there. A um, bit further, you know, a bit past. Where were you normally? Sorry, we we normally have a crack, but yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's but I was, you know, I mean, I was confident in my gear. Um, been practicing like a demon before this trip, and you can shoot your bricks. Eh? And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time on my gear and make sure it's all right. Um, one thing that I was uncomfortable with was shooting in a seated situation. Um, but you mean know, when you've got eight, nine, ten hours sitting in a blind, I would have drawn me drawn me bow. A hundred times, one to keep your mind ticking, two to make sure if he come in at any position, I was right. Anyway, he's come in. I got a range on him, and um, yeah, was lucky enough to slip an arrow through him. Yeah, slotted him. So yeah, he didn't make it far at all. Probably fifty meters, piled up, and first animal on the ground. First animal on the ground. I've been there. It was. Um, I think it was the fifth, so four <laughs> days, so two days hunting, and um, got an antelope, which was actually the least anticipated yeah. animal of the trip. It was if we had time, yeah, and it turned, turned out, out to be, be the um, a really good one. And yeah, yeah I so was to give very people an idea, you know, that not that size. Well, you can talk to some size matters, but but size matters. You know, very very respectable. And I mean, look, you can talk this way because there's so many of them. So, yep. you know, there is a challenge to to try and shoot a, you know, a, a trophy one for them over there. But to us, it was whatever yeah. comes in sort That's of right. thing. But, but it's more of an age thing than a trophy yeah, thing. Like it it's to outsmart that older bull, elk, or friggin' stag. Or, to see what that buck had gone through. Yeah, that's know? right. And, like, uh, and just, he was smart. Just like, taste Aussie, mate. Like, I think the only thing that had his... Had my that had my number on him was I was confident at that yep. that little bit further distance. Yep. So that's yep. that's what my edge on him was. Yeah, definitely. So and you had that you had that heat that had that heat with you. You know, he was obviously thirsty. He'd, he'd been working hard, yep. chasing a few does, and yeah, was yep. meant to be, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was. I think it was. And um, from my understanding, a hell of a goat, and yeah, I didn't quite. I sort of understood, yeah, he's a good goat, but antelope, they call them goats, yeah. speed goats. And um, the boys sort of assured me, yeah, no, you've got yourself a hell of a, hell of a trophy there. Yeah. So I was, yeah, quite happy. Over the moon. 
Very um, happy. So. so obviously, you know, this is obviously still very early in the piece, you know, and I guess was was the elk still playing in the mind because you've seen him and that, or well, did this does this sort of take it away? Like this, would this settle the settle the anticipation a little bit? It sort of settled the anticipation. Um, sort of elk, sort of yeah, they were they were always in the back of my mind, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It what it did do is give me some, like a good boost of confidence. That, yeah, for sure. Um, that they're just the same as our animals. Yeah. Put an arrow in the right spot and, it all and they'll go down. Yeah. So, <laughs> Very much. Yeah, so I was happy with that. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. No, that's so. cool. That's cool. And obviously, you know, from from this point, obviously, you know, there's there's oh, there's an animal on the ground. As a group, you know, was, was the group. You got a pretty cool group too. Must it was. Admit, a, but it was a very, you know. <laughs> that was, I suppose, a little bit, bit of a downer. In the blind all day, by yeah. myself. No yeah. one's there. No one to talk to. Um, you know, in, in my underwear, shooting a bloody <laughs> antelope. Like, like that's Say another. That. That's another Say first. That the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's another first. So, yeah, and um, so that was. And while the old, you know, I mean, my, my dad, which they were just, dad and Cole Frosty hasn't turned up yet. Um, he was still on the way in flying over he was we got there a bit before him so they were out shooting prairie dogs yep so having a that's ball that's funny itself oh <laughs> that, that, that sounded a, like they had a hell of a that time is a, that is real good fun so, so if anyone could think of yeah. shooting rabbits in australia it's about the same yeah. level of uh a level of fun so so they were out doing that and um yeah it was yeah it was that's good cool. to give them the ring and say look come and get me so yeah. that's cool yeah that's cool so you moved um you know if obviously you you know, doing what we got to do. You know, you you prepped that. You know, uh, took the meat, doing everything you can. Um, what did you do with the meat on that one? Did you just the meat for it that or? one, we donated it. Yep. Um, we took it to, I believe they were a meat processing plant run by some Hooterites, Hooterites. Yep. Excuse me if I got that wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah, we donated the meat to them, and um, they give it to families in need. Yep. Um. Which I wish I kept a bit more of it. We kept a little bit of it because we ate a bit more antelope after, and it was yeah, it was. You heard I heard mixed stories yep. about it, and um, do you have the loins or the backstrap? We just had some backstraps, yeah, um, and it was good. I had loin cubes when I was over there. Yeah, right. Oh, eh? <laughs> well, the boys they just cooked it on the Traeger and they just sprinkle a bit of yeah, just a little bit of spice, eh? Little sp- and a bit of moisture, water yep. and lemon on it. And Eleven. mate, it was impressive. Just to keep stop it from drying out, yep. and it was beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah, really we had the nice. same. So um, back when we were there, I think twenty thirteen was my first trip. Um, Benny McCulloch shot one, yep. and um, yeah, we we managed to like and straight off the paddock, like no, no hanging time, nothing this kind of stuff. Like yeah, and uh, and Michelle cooked that one up. She just do it in a same thing, just moisture in a pan. Yeah, she was just put cut into cubes, put a toothpick in it. Yeah, mate. I I had to go for I had to request another plate. Yeah, like oh, it was <laughs> it was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, and I was quite impressed. Yeah. So, so I guess you you know you moved to you moved back to El camp. You had a bit of travel and to do in between camps there. But, yeah, uh, we had back to camp from where we were El Cunny or gonna be El Cunny to where I shot the antelope was about six hours drive. Yep. So Bos- five to six hours. Bozeman was a stop in the middle. Bozeman was a stop in the middle. We stopped there and 
It was a beautiful town. It's a good place, well, yeah, I like that place. Mm. I'd go back there any day. And um, so yeah, on our way back on the the fifth, so we floated on back to back to back towards Missoula. Yep. Um, we were hunting about an hour out of Missoula, hunting elk. Yep. Um, so we got to camp there on the fifth that night. Um, got out everything we needed to do, get comfortable. Um, in the morning on the sixth, so the day before opening, uh, we went for a bit of a scout drive around, had a look. To be honest, didn't see a lot, <laughs> and um, we started to. You know, I think everyone, no one really said anything, but we were starting to think, oh, you yeah, know, okay. we've done the right thing here by paying, a, you know, a few extra dollars for for some private ground. And um, anyway, so about, yeah, 10, 11 o'clock, we darted back off into town, get the last few things that we thought we needed. Um, another 700 elk reeds from all different <laughs> <laughs> manufacturers to make sure we got it right. Got to sound like an elk. So, yeah, went back into there. Um, caught up with, uh, went to the local archery shop. Yep. Uh, got some boots and, yeah. Various things. Sorry? Various things. Yep, yep. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, and then headed back and went for a little scout again in the afternoon. Again, not a lot. We yep. saw a small bull and a couple cows. And then we're all sitting there wondering what we're going to do. <laughs> Open in morning because <laughs> we thought that day of scouting might have given us a plan for opening yeah. morning. But so what? You know, I I, I want to stretch this out a little bit. But you know, what was in what was you know? I, can I obviously can only ask yours because the other boys aren't here. But you know, what was your I guess expectation um, of leading up to that point? Like, what did you expect as far as? Um, and we've spoken about this today, so I know that we're going to ask this question. But, you know, obviously we dropped money, we've dropped coin. What was your expectation? You know, you had that little bit of a private ground. You know, did you expect to see elk on that first that first scouting session? Yep. Um, Definitely. You know, what was the feeling when you didn't? Um, yep. and, and sort of just, just try and set us in, a, in how, if we were sitting in camp with you that day. Yep. You know, well, what, what would we be hearing? Our bit of scouting admittedly wasn't boots on the ground hiking. Um, our bit of scouting on the 6th, the day before opener, was driving the truck to a glass point and have a look. Yep. Um, our block was heavily, semi-heavily timbered, quite timbered. So... Was it you, just like a broken up... Excuse me, I just had some scotch, but... Um, was it like a broken up meadows? No. Country, nothing that? Trees from one... Oof. Yeah, from one that side to the other. Um, some small... Their bush isn't like our bush. No, it isn't. Um, their bush, even though it looks thick on Google Earth and from a thing from from a distance, isn't like ours. Even mm. their the bush that we were in, anyway, their thicker bush wasn't like our thick bush. Yeah. Um, no doubt there is some thick bush like that over there, but where we were, you could comfortably walk through it all their terrain. Yeah, it's kind of got it's kind of got no undercover. Yeah, that's exactly that, right. Yeah, so if, if you just that, took you out grass into it, yep. but once you get in it, yep. you kind of can look up under it. Exactly right. You yep. take away all the blackberries, lantana. It's clean and, country. Yeah, probably the better way to look. Yeah. Is, that's what, is what's over there, yep. where we were anyway. Um, so yeah, first, nine in, first 
day before opener, we're you know in going over there, ex- thinking we're expecting to be literally beating well, not beating alcohol with the stick, but you hear the stories, yeah. people saying there is so much difference between private and public. Yeah. Um, listening to numerous podcasts, never been there. Yeah, and that's what we had in our head. Yep. That's the seed we had planted. So yep. that's what we try to set ourselves up to do. Yep. Um, was yeah to be be- beating elk off with a stick. But yep. um, yeah, if by the night before opener, yeah, we were sort of not yeah a little bit dumbfounded. Yep. Thinking not having a plan mm-hmm. going into um, opening morning. So I've been in that position with you with Red Deer, so <laughs> I know how you're feeling. <laughs> so, which yeah, I mean, again, it didn't concern me because you scratch your head a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I, another thing was didn't hear any bugles. Yeah. So uh, th- what date was it? It's the sixth. Yep. So you're starting to expect. So starting to expect to hear maybe hear something. Hoping again. Yeah, hoping's probably a- not a bird. Yeah. Again, we don't know. We're green at this. So, and being that. We weren't guided. It's not like we had someone there staying. That's oh, all right, fellas. I know where they are. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it yep. was right, yep. eh? You're on your own, boys. So yep. good luck. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we get to open in the morning or what? Mm. Right, eh? Open. Didn't open. sleep, but he's open in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So um, open in the morning. We get up. Um, we drive halfway up this quite. A, large face um, and there's a hell of a lot of country above us like uh, where we were the bottom of the valleys was about 5,000 feet yeah and the top of the highest point of this place was about seven six seven eight from memory mm-hmm. so not a huge what's about 2,000 feet yeah about that yep, yeah yep. so I mean decent but not not massive mm-hmm. um, so we've driven up Halfway up this, up this face, and pulled up, and um, started started walking where we were told there's a good bench up here worth looking at. Yep. Um. So we yeah, pulled up, started walking. You know, it's an hour before daylight. Um. You know, we only walked a hundred meters from the truck, and I could see this white thing glowing in front of us. Nice big cast, cracking big cast, big six, <laughs> and that perked us up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you know where we were headed. We've just seen, we've just picked up a big six, and um, I was ha- I was pretty happy. And, um, <laughs> That's yeah, so it was me, me, Dad, and Frosty on the first walk, and um, so we picked up the cast, walked another k or two, and got to the edge of this big bench. Which we said we were told was a good area, so we pulled up, and daylight's just starting to crack. So we've pulled up, bit of a hike. You know what I mean? We're um, well, not buggered, but you know what I mean. You're blowing. Yeah, you're blowing. So you want to get a bit of wind, and still trying to work out what's going on. And so we all pull up and take our packs off, and everyone's gears spread out all over the place. And <laughs> anyway, just starting to get you know, and get there, waiting for a bit more light to come and. I say to Frosty, I said, hey, mate, have, a, have a bit of a um, bugle, mate. Let's just see what happens. So anyway, Frosty had a bugle, and I, before the end of the bugle, 
as he was stopping, we could hear something stomping through the bush. And <laughs> at first, we were, what's going on? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, a little bit dumbfounded. You know, I, mean, I didn't, one, I didn't take my bow the first day. I was just didn't take it. <coughs> three of us and two other fellas had a bow, so there's no point in three of us. Um, and anyway, yeah, we had a, a good six point. Just run straight up to us. None of us were ready. None of us prepared. Took us all by surprise. And he had another smaller bull behind him. We couldn't quite get a real good eye on him, but he was smaller than the the bigger bull. And he's pulled up at 40 metres, standing there. And um, Dad's the only one who was half ready. He still had his bow closest to him. So he's knocked an arrow. And by the time he could... um, before he could draw, and yep, these bulls wheeled around and headed back so up the hill. So, yeah. so we've all just had a bit of a laugh to ourselves, looking at each other, dumbfounded, thinking, <laughs> "I wish I was a fly on the oh, train." Oh, it was, day. you know, from the day before, not seeing much to the first fifteen minutes of daylight. And this is your first bow in hand part, like elk hunt in yep. your life, too. Like exactly, gotta, I think we've got to probably set that. Exactly. Set that scene a little bit as well, yeah. if that makes like sense. Like, if we were ready and prepared, we would have had an elk with an arrow in it. We're talking childhood dreams set yeah. up. Like, <laughs> like straight away. And, um, yet being unprepared and not expecting yeah. what was about to happen. Yeah, we let our first opportunity just, yeah, run off into the bush. <laughs> so, from there, it ended up being a cracking day. And, um... Like, we saw a total of, I think from memory, 12 or 13 bulls yep. that morning in a small area, or would I say a small, in, you know, in a couple thousand acre, you know, in hillside. Yep. And there was just, there were bulls everywhere. You know, and they weren't bugling going off their chops. Yep, it was a bit of that, yeah. At all. Um, but they would answer yep. to a bugle, and they would come into a cow call. Yep. So to give people an idea, they're setting up right they're here and now. Getting like they're ready. Just getting they're ready. Um, seeing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, from there we had numerous and from there that set all of a sudden a precedent that um from that first bull, which is a good bull, like I'm you know, no expert, let's just say, you know, a three hundred inch bull, like good double six. Yeah. Something that all of us were happy to shoot. Straight away, right there in front of us, that set a precedent. Right, oh well, this is what we're expecting. And um, that day, yeah, we passed up. You know, the three bulls that we wanted to shoot didn't get a crack at, or didn't, yeah, didn't didn't pan out. And then we passed up numerous young six six points, young double fives, raghorns, all that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, I don't want to jump in that too early, but is that something? Have to answer me at this point, but at that point, did you regret that decision? Um, me personally, no. Yep. Um, I think a couple of other fellas in the group, yes. Have, yep. Um, it's a hard one. It is. It is. It is. And um, and again, you know, we didn't just go over there to sh- to shoot at any elk. You know, I mean, like we were all all had high expectations. Not so much. For what you see on TV, giant, just for ourselves, like, yes, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. our our own personal expectations are: if we're going to shoot an animal, 
would like to make it a good mature animal that's yep. you know that's worth something worth that, something you don't have to think about when it comes in. That's you right, you know. You just yeah. know. We're if talking about today, think, weren't we? If you've got to think too much about it, it's probably not the right animal. Yeah. So but we spoke about that today, Lock. I've got a couple on the wall here of my first couple and you know, Jake walked in and goes, Oh, you know, oh, which one was that one? I was like, Oh, that was my first one. In all honesty, I probably wouldn't shot my first one now, but I did not. I don't even think I looked at it when I slammed that thing to start. That's right. Like, yeah. So at that point in time, first trip under the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I look back now, but you know, you look at the one in the shed, and then that's probably one that you probably would. Oh yeah. Put it past up, but then now I would pass him up in in the hunts now because I've already taken that. It's that's a different right. Story. That's right. So at the end of the day, you get to not only kill that animal. You get to carry that whole animal off, like pay for processing. Yeah. Don't so if you're like, going to do it, you got to be. You're got to be happy with it. Yeah. You got to be, not just happy with the animal. You just got to be happy with the next, probably twenty four hours of whole outcome. Probably more harder work than most Australians have ever done in far as in the bush carrying yeah. out. Oh, like yeah. I've never carried out. I don't know what they bone out at, but let's just say at a guess. 400 pounds, 250 kilos right. of meat. Is that right? Like, that's just a guess. Yep. And that's hard work. Yeah. Well, big mature elk, you're looking at six, seven, 800 pound on the hook. So, um, yep. you know, by the time you, you dress him out and, yeah, yep. you're pretty close, mate, if you're 100 pound of meat. Yeah. So, like a little fallow deer, <laughs> even, a, even a red stag, like, uh, yeah, there's game. not, yeah, I'd sort of, you know, in going in comparison size, a young elk, like a spiker elk or a raghorn, would be equivalent to a big red stag. Yeah, about yeah. Yeah, That's big red stag one. body, um, and a big samba stag body. You yeah, know what I mean that'd be yeah. the equivalent. So yeah, and they're not really linear of leaning leaving stuff behind in the bush. Yeah, no, you gotta take it all. You gotta, yeah, you got to make a conscious effort, so, which is fair enough. Yeah, like so crazy enough, this is your first day. This is the first day. First day of elk hunting. First day of elk hunting. We've seen 13 bulls, and we've got, me personally, I've got another four weeks <laughs> of hunting elk. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> and the fellas that are with us, the other three fellas, they've got another 12 days of hunting elk. Yeah. So, yeah, we've just been, we just thought we hit the jackpot. Yeah. So, so how, and, did it, how did it go from there? Obviously... You got response and that kind of thing, but what did the next few days hold? Was there chances, or it just just it just went quiet? Um, what ha we got every single day? We got opportunities and chances on reasonable elk. Yep. Uh, when I say reasonable, yeah, and a handy good double five, handy six five. That sort of thing. Yep. Um, they got quieter. It got warmer. The yep. weather got quite warm. Yeah, it did. It went shit. Um, we had, it's meant to go the other way. Yeah. Like we had quite the opening this on the 6th, the day before, we had a good storm come through and it got quite cool. Yep. And the six, on the 7th, the opening day, it was quite cool as well. Mm -hmm. And sort of that afternoon warmed up. That afternoon was quite slow. Um, again, we did see elk. Uh, once we worked out where they are now, yeah, um, where we should be to to be in on them, 
And for the next couple of days, we thought, right, we've got quite a bit of time here. Let's not just... After the morning we had and we saw one quite exceptional bull on the opening morning, like a big bull, yep. like big six-point, and um, any one of us would have been happy to take. It came close, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't get an opportunity at him. Um, long story short, he was raking a tree, so we snuck in on him, and um, yeah, before... You can stretch this one out, it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, Righto. Um, <coughs> sort of towards the end of the morning, about nine o'clock-ish, we've had quite a good rat and we're pulling up. We're having a bite to eat, me, Dad, and Frosty. And we could hear a, um, an elk above us, a bull elk. And he was you know, not bugling loud, but just loud enough to hear him. And he was about starting two... to get worked out. Yeah. And that's another thing that actually surprised me that you had to be – I don't know if it was just the experience that I had that how quite close you have to actually be to them to hear them. Yep. So you hear him on the DVD screaming and you think you can hear him from 17 ridges away. No. 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 They're actually, when you do hear them, they're actually not far away. No. They're no, a bit different I, to a red. A red carries a lot further. Yeah. I, 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 I personally think. From my, you know, unless it's a, the right wind and everything, if you could hear an elk, they were generally within 500 metres. Yeah. In that hilly country where we were. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we could hear an elk above us having a bugle and it was very tinny-ish and very, it didn't sound very appetizing. You know, it yeah. didn't. So we're sitting there having a sandwich and he kept bugling and then we heard um, an animal raking and we thought, right, oh, well, well, we're sitting here, let's just, me and Dad, you poke up there. Frosty was going to have a rake on the tree. And we'll poke up and just have a look at him, just see what he is. Anyway, so we snuck up and walked straight up this game trail. Wind was beautiful. Everything was perfect. And um, we didn't have high expectations of what was what we think we're going to see. We're thinking we're going to see a small one. Anyway, poke up this game trail. Uh, got sighted some doe, um, high, cows. Yeah, and, one out of three. Yeah, cows, hinds. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, female. Yeah. Some hey, we'll, female we'll elk. Tru- we'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> got, yeah, got sort of some female elk, and they were oh, probably 50, 60 metres through the timber up in front of us and sort of feeding across us on a 45 down towards us. And we snuck up quite easily, really. I was We got away with stuff. I don't know if it was because it was opening morning. We got away with stuff that I didn't think we would get away with in the Australian bush. Yep. Um, not taking it away from elk no. at all. But was that more of a noise thing, you reckon? Because we were super loud. quiet. Like they're it was freaking quiet. loud. Yeah. Like no, we were we were quiet. Yeah. They couldn't hear us. It was more of a visual thing. A couple of times they looked at us. I don't know if it was the camo pattern or what, but yeah, a couple of times they looked at us and. You thought, we shit, stopped. I should have been caught there. Hey, yeah, we think, yeah, we should have been, yeah. should have acted differently. Yeah, gotcha. And they, I, I only put it down to opening morning. Yeah. For the last, haven't been posted. Ten months, no one's been bothering them. Yeah. yeah and for sure. Yeah, they just turned to 
not a blind eye to it. Just they sort of didn't ignore you. That's not quite right, but yeah, there's something well, quite right. I'll right. just walk away this direction. Yeah, probably go there now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we could hear this fellow having a rake up top still above him. Anyway, about half a dozen does, cows have walked past us, round the corner, out of the way, and we're thinking, in at thirty yards, thirty meters, yeah. at a little gully going across perfect like we're thinking yeah righto money here that this elk is going to be thinking righto where are me girls gone and poke on down the ridge we waited for a while nothing like we could hear him still raking up there and with well let's just punch it straight up there you know just see how close we can get and he's probably 50 meters away through the timber and we snuck up and got I reckon sub 20 metres and I've spotted the elk through the br- through the thick thick underbrush, thicker underbrush, just raking a sapling and couldn't get a clear view of him. Could see antler, could see a good portion of his neck and a bit of shoulder and quite a bit of rump and I um, was trying to point it out to Dad because Dad had a bow, I didn't and he quite... By the time he realised where it was and the angle and if he could and couldn't, could or could not get a shot in. And old mate stopped, thought things weren't quite right and he walked, turned around and just walked into the little clearing there and he was a quite impressive <laughs> animal. Like From something that we didn't think much of, yeah, he was yeah. an impressive animal. They're like, hard to see in that scrub. For a big animal? They are freaking hard to find. For a big animal, I was impressed. Yeah. So they, you see them, but then you got to look twice. You're like, mm. oh yeah, no. Nah. Oh, hang on. Well, the grass, yellow, the yellow grass yeah. is exactly the same color as yeah, their body. Is, yeah. And then they got this dark mane, which is the same as all the trees around there. Like, I suppose everything is a, that so color for a there. reason, no matter what it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, he stepped out at sub twenty, and oh. by the yeah, just as bow hunters, you, know, you need that more than a split second to make it happen. It's not going to happen. And by the time yeah, he stepped out, he's looked at us. Time we gathered our thoughts. Um, yeah, he didn't feel comfortable and trotted on up the hill and pulled up at 60, 70 metres. So they look at us, gave us one quick look and See ya. Yeah, threw his antlers around a bit and just to give us a bit of a tease and walked away. <laughs> and yeah, I was... So that's open in morning. And we've seen, and then another good bull, which have, we had a glimpse of walking through the timber, which we never saw again that day. Yeah. And so we've seen three thumper bulls. So what's your thought? Like you've obviously come back to camp that night. You've regrouped. Yeah. What's what's the feeling in camp at that point? Yeah, we're all on a high. Yeah. Yeah. We're all from the day before thinking, where have we gone wrong to? <laughs> This yeah. place is bullshit. This place is unreal. <laughs> like, and um, you never thought you'd find another Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> no, no. There's more than one Jurassic Park, that's for sure. So yeah, that's so that's opening day yeah. for us in um in a, in a cracker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got this. Almost got the drop on a couple good bulls mm-hmm. and good bulls like yeah. And numerous young small bulls, 
and yeah, that's a, that's open today for us. So, so how the new how the next few days sort of plan out? You know, obviously things changed a little bit for you, but you know, you you said you sort of yeah, you got a you got a chance sort of here and there, but um, did they just sort of change their habits, or you know, obviously they probably split up a little bit too, given the rucks coming on. Yep, yep. Um, well, we noticed quite a change in the next few days. Um, from Elkham, one part of the area, moving through to the other parts of the area. Yep. So they sort of vacated s some areas and went to others. I yeah. dare say that was more a higher congregation, a congregation of cows. Yep, yep. Um, Were they pushing cows already or just that big fella? Yeah, they were all... Sorry, I'm getting a bit technical well, here, but I just... No. Okay, the first morning, the only bull that we saw with cows was that big one. Yep. That's yep. the only one. And he wasn't pushing them. Like, he You're was doing hanging. his thing and they were they were around him. Yep. Um, so he wasn't pushing them as far as I was concerned. Yep. Um, and the next few days, that I don't think... I wouldn't consider it... It just got, for the next few days, it got quieter. Mm -hmm. So what we did, we knew there was good elk in, on the place. We yep. knew that for a fact. So, so set that in concrete. Yeah. Yep. And the place was so big, the place where we were, that we the next few days we wanted to, one, that first area where we went, maybe give it a day or two break. Mm -hmm. Not that we flogged it or anything, yep. but just let them be elk. And we want to, because we got 12 days here, let's see what else is around. Yeah. So, because if this is what's going on here, what's going on over, over here, here and there and there and there. Yep. So, we could be, as far as we're concerned, we could be at the shit end. Yeah. So, we yep. didn't know that. Yeah. So, the next few days, we, yeah, split ups um, in smaller groups, twos, uh, sometimes just the, one of us. You know, and we'd go explore different areas and mm -hmm. check different things out. And um, on the third day, we got uh, we drove we were driving around with um, a ranch hand fella, and um, he took us right out the back of the place, the far, how would you say, northern end of the place, mm -hmm. and um, we mentioned to him, you know, can we go for a walk? From here right down, it was downhill all the way. Big walk, but downhill all the way. So that was a good evening walk. And um, when we went on that walk for that drive, only myself, because so I hadn't carried my bow yet for the first couple of days. So I thought I'll throw my bow in and everyone else left their bows behind. Um, so we went for a drive up there and then we decided to go for a walk. So I was the only one with the bow. So me, Frosty and Dad headed off down the ridge and I was um, fortunate enough to uh, pick up a a bear tag while I was um, in town, which yep. you could buy over the counter. Yep. So we didn't need to go into a drawer for that. Yep. So because it's full bear, just to say why it was easy, um, full bear is not as popular because everyone's out chasing elk. And well, that and, and else, also they, from my understanding, they reckon it's bit difficult at that time of year apparently apparently yeah so they, they're a little bit easier at giving the tag out and yeah once again jake was onto it i was onto Down it put one in my pocket like yep yeah so what it's what, like it's a couple hundred bucks like you know it's a few it was um like it, the time yeah. of the exchange rate and everything end up actually not not exchange rate american dollars it was 360 dollars yeah. 
Yeah. So considering what you got out of it, <laughs> yeah. At the time, you're thinking 360 bucks. You know, in our, at the moment, our dollar all that good. That's 500 dollars just yep. for a gimme. But yeah, you know, you're thinking you've just spent quite a few dollars to go halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. So this might be the only time I go. Might yeah. not. Um, so yeah, I had a bear tag in my pocket and we've gone down this ridge, quite a big ridge. And meanwhile, in that s- scenario, we come across a a good 6'5 bull um, all by himself right out the back. And the shame, the other fellas didn't have their bows with them because I'm sure one of them might have had a crack at him. Yep. Um, me, no. Reason being, I had so much time. Yep. Didn't quite tickle your fancy. He just, yeah, he didn't um, raise my eyebrows, some some say. Yep. So. Yeah. What Brad Smith says, it's got to stay, right. it's got to stay raised. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's got to yeah. stay raised. So yeah, he never raised my eyebrow. A beautiful animal, nevertheless. Yeah. Like, um, but just lacking that bit of age to him. Um, so anyway, left him behind, toddled on down the bottom, and um, as we're, oh, we're probably four hundred meters, maybe three hundred meters from the very bottom of the gully, and we look across and there's this bear sitting there, all by his lonesome, just <laughs> having a chew. And um, chewing on some sort of berries or whatnot. Not yep. too sure exactly what they were eating, but yeah. So we put a plan together, and um, the plan come good. Yeah. Did you have old mate with you, or were you just on your own? No, we we're just on our own. Yeah. So, so that's a- yeah, no troubles. Like, and bear with me. I've only seen a couple of bears in the in the wild too. Like, I've seen one cracker down in New Mexico. But like, did you have no question how big it was or anything? Like, you just like that's a bear. Well, that's a. B- <sighs> We yeah, we we watched it for a while yep, and we yep. looked at it and again never seen a bear. Yeah, oh, no, it's a, like, they're not the easiest to judge. I and hear. Again, from numerous information you've read and listened to, you try to put everything together and you know, and we could tell it wasn't a giant bear. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a. Small but you're in bear. Montana, like it's like I'm sure they've got big bears there too, but they're not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, a brown bear or grizzly. I knew that one thing, but yeah, he raised my eyebrow. Yep. So, <laughs> so, so I, and I just remember everyone saying, if you get a chance at a bear, take it. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Like, that um, was the. They said, if you see a bear in the next 12 days, it might be it. the only bear you see. Yeah, right. So that was another thing. And also the, the, um, the cockies had quite a few problems with them eating calves at the time there. Yeah. Yep. And um, and I wanted to eat a bear. I wanted to try one. Yeah. So, so off we went. Made a plan. Everything went perfect. Um, snuck right in on it. <laughs> right until that last, <laughs> oh, that last few me- few meters wind switch. Yeah, we were s- sub twenty, well and truly sub twenty, and um, wind changed a bit, and it poked out on it to about forty, and then pulled up, and um. That he shouldn't have pulled up. Yeah, he shouldn't have pulled up. He shouldn't have pulled. He just pulled up for that second little look, and it I was already there, yeah, Johnny, on the spot, and I was, you know, I had an arrow already knocked. Yep. I had a range front of my hand, and uh, range it was, yeah, forty-one, forty-two meters from memory. 
and um, yeah, let let fly, and um, hit it good, and ran probably 20, 30 meters, and pulled up next to a tree, and was you know, wasn't rolling around dead, but it was just pulled up. So I thought, well, I'm giving another one just yeah. just because it's still you know it's still alive. If you can have a shot, so I had another shot, and we moved forward. And it was about fifty odd meter shot, and um, yeah, it rattled straight up a tree, and yeah, it was dead on its feet before. Yeah, it, yeah. that would have been something to say. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That was a sight. I think it was shocking more than anything because. Animals we shoot don't run up trees. <laughs> so, so if you see a black bear and he's chasing you, don't run up a tree. <laughs> no, that's right. So, yeah, no, I was lucky there and beautiful animal. Yep. God, it was gorgeous. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. No smell. Um, They're quite clean animal. Yeah, well, I, th- I was under the impression maybe they might have a bit of a smell to them, yep. but mate, clean as a whistle. Yeah. Clean as a whistle. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a decent bear. Um, it's a good pick. Yeah. Well, the old boy's good. I'm, I'm, I was, I was tickled pink, and yeah, get myself a bear rug now. So yeah, that's very right. happy. Yeah. So. So we're in day three. three? You know, you're meant to be elk hunting. You don't yep. know, yeah. 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 Day three. Just, just sort of double check. Day three, and um, over there you need to with a bear, you need to check it in. Yep. So you need to ring a warden. And you got how many? How long you got to do that? You have 24 hours to. Let Contact. them notify them. Yep. And then they give you, can't remember the time, how many days after that. It's like 48. Yeah, I think that rings a bell. Um, maybe Excellent. just check the yeah. website for further information. Don't take our word for it. <laughs> no, um, on anything. But, but yeah, within <laughs> as soon as you can, ASAP that day, ring the ring yep. Montana Fishing Game if that's the state you're in. I don't know about other states. It might be different. Yeah, I have no idea, you might know. Um, but yeah, let them know. And... You know, as I suppose that's daunting for one, not knowing what's coming out yeah, of it. You, yeah, you you know, you try to make sure you well, you've done everything right that you understand, but then you've got to Go let the these people know and they're good though. Oh mate, they were great. Yeah. They were great. So I think we didn't take it the next day. It was at that evening time we got back. We notified them in the morning and we took it the following day. Yep. And um Mate, they were unbelievable, friendly yeah. as beautiful people. Like, yeah, congratulations. They help you. Yeah, oh, mate, they were, they yeah, they're just they're hunters all like us. Yeah. So, yeah, so they took a tooth and they took some measurements. Yeah, cool. And um, yeah, did their bit of paperwork and we dropped it off at the taxidermist. Yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. that's that part of it. And meanwhile, still looking for an elk in between. Yeah, yeah. So you had. Uh, you know, obviously, there's so much going on, and and you know, so many close calls. Like, did the the expectation of the boys sort of change? Like, it was it sort of got to the point where it's like, whatever comes in, I'm shooting it now. Or did the did oh, everyone sort of stay pretty yep. pretty solid to their? So from the first day, the next few days were just getting slower and slower and slower. So we're about probably five days in. Yeah, we're not, I think we caught up what day seven or something was it? Mm. Something like that. I think yeah, you said that things had slowed up. Yeah, pretty well. Around, around five or six, around that. Midway through it, right? Yeah. Things started... To, it was getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And, um, like, we were seeing elk every day and um, bulls every day and cows every day. Um, not much rutting activity. Yeah. Um, they they travel quite a bit, the elk, compared <laughs> it's to ridiculous, us. ridiculous, isn't it? Compared to our 
animals that I've yeah. noticed. Like, it was nothing for them to move. If we didn't have to sleep, we'd be right. We'd find mm. them. That's right. Mm. And uh, it was nothing for them to move 10, 10 kilometres. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And they do that daily and sometimes further. And then sometimes when you think you've got them worked out, they just pull up on the... S- Flip a switch. In the open for no reason and bed up there and you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and just over lines where you weren't allowed to be or weren't yeah. meant to be. Yeah. And just odd. Yeah. Odd things. And then the next day they're back up yeah. where they were. So yeah. I think the rut, the rut send it, you know, it, it, depending on where that cow, like a lot of say, you know, we said it before, you know, where they're pushing cows. There's a lot of argument to say that the lead cow, once they're in a, in a mob, the lead cow will tell them where they want to go. Um, yeah, and it's it's crazy to think you know all the different levels of I guess you could say hierarchy. Yep. you know within those, and you only get that by just sitting there and watching them. You know, if there's a bull that you don't want to shoot or whatever that may be, yeah, just sitting there and watching them. And it's like goes to say for any animal you got, if you can sit and watch them, watch their behaviour, it's you amazing learn. what you can get out of it. Yeah, um, but it's hard when you got that. That eagerness to, uh, you know, to harvest, it's sort of hard to sit there and wonder what's going to happen. Well, it is, yeah, it is. Because one, where I suppose their hunt's different to ours. Like, we got nothing but time on our side here. Yeah. We got no season. The only thing we got is responsibilities about going to work and, you know, kids and wives and mm. that sort of thing. So they've got, yeah, a certain amount of time and then. We're also on a tight time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We're on a holiday, so yeah. yeah. There's a there's a flight home booked. That's right. Unfortunately, um, so no home advantage, I suppose you'd call it. Mm. And um, but yeah, things are starting to slow down. We're starting to wonder why, and then you know you got theories. So you start checking different places where you haven't been and. Every day seeing elk, but not the elk we wanted. And then I suppose by about halfway through it, everyone's Denema. Is that a word? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Denema sort we of changed. Made, we made it. <laughs> Denema sort of changed. That went from, yeah, let him go, let him go to, oh, he'll do. Yeah, I'll shoot that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which, which is, I think is good. Yep. Like um, playing playing the yeah, scenario. Yeah, we went from cocky to not so cocky. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard. You know, I, I look back. You know, obviously we've caught we've we've caught up heaps about it, and yeah, today we yeah we went around circles talking about it as well. But it's hard. You see thirteen balls in your first day. I'd I'd have high expectations too. That's right. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's fine. Like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I think anybody would, and I think the ability to to adjust to the scenario yep. um, throughout the time, you know, yep. and, and it, once again, you know, you come, I mean, you all come home with nothing. I'll, I'll break the ice. Yeah. You know, no one, no one harvests an elk, but you made that conscious decision. You had extra time. And I mean, I think the boys given more opportunity or having their opportunities again, you know, they, they may have taken them, but. In hindsight, looking back, yes, I think there was, well, there definitely would have been opportunities that we had and, did not decide to do. Yep. Um, whether the animal wasn't old enough or big enough. Yep. Um, so yeah, I we don't regret any of it, or yep. I personally don't. Um, 
but that's not to say the boys didn't have opportunities, which we will get to. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say that. What you know was there was there moments there that you you kind of look back, and I, I don't want to dwell on negatives here, but we're, it's all learning curves. Let's put yeah. it that way. Uh, I've got plenty of them, <laughs> as yep. you know. No, it's, yeah, um, you get to where we are. But where where was the moment you're like shit? You know, I had a couple of them in Nevada, as you know. I was keeping in touch with you. But, yep. You know, where were those couple of moments that was like, uh, 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 that probably should happen? Halfway, definitely. Yeah. Halfway. Bef- the day before opening season. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then, but it was up and down. Like, yeah. We've gone from, oh, shit, what have we done? To the b- a phenomenal day of hunting in the bush. Yeah. To now thinking, oh, we should have capitalised that first day when we had the opportunities. Yeah. And then things started to turn a little bit. Yep. One, we started to get to know the lay of the land better. Yeah, yeah, big, big difference. Um, getting to understand them better. And how would you say? Yeah, that'd, yeah, that'd be the big, the two biggest things: understanding them, getting to know the land a bit better. Yeah. And probably now we've been practicing a lot more in our elk calls. Yeah. So, how much are you calling? I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm far from good. <laughs> Sound like a ring cat a lot of the time. I've got to be honest. But like, how how you know, we obviously don't. We call a lot. You know, we call some here. You know, chasing reds with you back in the back in the year earlier in the year. And but there was times there you didn't even have to. Like you would just stalk in. And you know, how yeah. how crucial do you think calling is? I guess I'm probably going to answer my own question here a little bit. But given the late lock, like the stands of your country it was thick. Calling's going to be probably pretty pretty important in that kind of country. Where we were, yes. Yep. I found it. Um, what helped was not necessarily calling an animal. Li- well, what we found to be quite successful was getting a a bull to bugle, mm-hmm. and then if he didn't want to come in, which nine times out of ten he didn't. Yep. Whether we were doing the wrong thing or not, I'm you won't not know. Sure. You won't know. Um, but what we found to be successful was one fella sitting back because that answer you bugle at a certain distance and as soon as you got within, I suppose, their up. comfort range, they would either stay at that distance away from you or they'd shut up. When they shut up, did you ever catch one coming closer to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Because um, that's just something that they'll do. They're, yep. they're a little bit inquisitive like that, like a yep. little bit like a, that antelope. Well, exactly. They'll hear. The same as their reds as well. Yeah. Very similar. They'll to come in. Reds. They're like, I don't know about that fella, but I'm going to come in silently and check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no doubt they're thinking. I don't know exactly what they're thinking, but they have got to be thinking. Righto. One. It's more than likely it seemed like the younger elk or the elk, the bulls without hinds. Yep. Inquisitive, but they knew something wasn't quite right. Yep. Yep. Whether it be the sound of you, whether it be where you were, whether it be. Yeah, more. Mm. I think more so the sound of us. Um, so there, they'd come in a little bit inquisitive and yep. either yeah try to circle around with the wind, yeah, or just come in real quiet. And I know the reason I'm picking this apart because I know how much sort of um, you know information you try to gather, listen to podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Like, like I know how much you you dove into this. Yeah. Um, how hard is it? Like, and I, I'm going to talk with you on this one. How hard is it to make? Like, am I doing the fucking right thing here? Should I call? Should I bugle? Should I out cow call? It I, is so freaking hard when you're in amongst it. 
I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> no. Because nine times out, well, more, less than nine times out of ten, you do the wrong thing. I think so. Like, otherwise... Everything will be dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just when everything lines up, when all the stars align, that's when it happens. Yeah. Like, and that's a fairly rare occurrence. And all I know is the more time you're in the bush, yeah, the like more everyone. opportunity, that's the bigger opportunity that, that's got to happen. And it's hard to, you know, we this is your first trip over there. You know, yep. you're very lucky. You know, you got you got to spend four weeks over there a solid. Yep. With some solid guys as well. And, you know, you've probably learnt more, you know, that four weeks that you probably, if you are over solo, you know, in three oh, years, you know definitely. what I mean? But, and I've been the same. And I guess this comes back to the, you know, I won't jump into this just yet, but, you know, just it, it makes a difference whether you go guided, you know, self-guided, solo. Like, you know, it's it, it does come back to that learning experience. I've been fortunate enough where I've been successful on those guided hunts, but that's not a guaranteed just because mm-hmm. it's guided. No. You and I spoke about that today. You know, it money does not buy you success. Like, all I don't the, give a shit whatever guided hunts, says. all it's going to do is that the best case scenario is the guide showing you that animal. Yeah, and he's he's just going to, you, you're buying knowledge of the area, so to yeah. speak, and, and potentially on on a private hunt, you, you, you're just trying to increase that success, you know, that chance um, of success, I suppose, is what you're probably trying to, that's what your money's doing at that point. Yeah. Um, talk us through some of the moments that, um, you know, there was obviously a couple other chances that come along. Um, the boys were there for 12 days, was it? 12, yep. 13 days. Um, what was a couple of the other, talk us through a couple of the other little scenarios that come about? Um, well, the, you know, we had a couple scenarios where, mate, you you called him in or just like everything, it just, just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Like yeah. you think you're, you're, you're knocked, you're ready. And then this is about probably about eight days in, nine days in, things mm-hmm. started to turn around for us. Weather started to change. Some wet weather came. Um, cooled it down a bit. Cooled it down a bit and started to be a bit more movement of the animals. So I think one of the, the about the ninth day was probably our, our first really good day. Yeah, they, they ticked off. Uh, well, I suppose a really good day, a really good day when, well, I wouldn't say they were bugling, yep. no, but a good day for us because Not an arrow day. finally got let loose. Seven and nine, was that? Uh, 16th of, about the 16th? About right. I reckon about the 15th. Yeah, so technically peak. Yep. Peak, ch- or peak, yeah, peak opportunities for us. Yep. And the reason I say that is generally it's it's questioned that they're just before the big boys sort of get in with all the cows. After that, they start yep. really starting well, to hurry it up. Yeah, around that, yeah, that's when we started to notice a little, fair bit of movement. Yeah, So gotcha. elk moving through the middle of the day, like bulls yeah, moving right. around, not that typical. Morning, night, yeah. bloody shit. Yeah, so there were bulls <laughs> moving. insane. Yeah, and um, they still weren't rattling off their head, bugling yeah. off their... No, no, like they still weren't doing that for us. Um, I'm not sure why. Um, we were noticing quite a few wolf tracks around. A couple of fellas said that may have been the reason. I'm not sure if it was or it wasn't. Yep. Um, did you see one? Yes, we did see a wolf. Yeah, cool. So, and a cracker. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they're an impressive animal. Yeah, they are, right? Yep. Yep. They are. Um, there's another tag we probably should have had in our pocket. <laughs> 
I reckon would have been handy to have. Yeah, that's when you want the can to know the shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but beautiful, impressive animal. Yeah, good like, well, killers. Right? You can see they're, oh, mate. they're designed for They're built to kill. Like, um, anyway, ninth day. Um, just me and Dad, we've poked up a new part. I wouldn't say, sorry, not a new, but a new route to where we were normally going. And um, we poked along this ridge and just got to a, an area that was just elky. Yeah, like, you just got that feeling. I just had that feeling and had this big patch of dark timber, they call it, and some aspens and just really, and we were right on the edge of it and everything was perfect. The That little knob where... You know, they they had to come over to have a look if there was one there, and we had good cover, and so I sat up at one big stand of trees, and Dad was about forty meters in front of me, another stand of trees, and I just let out a couple soft cow calls, nothing. You know, what I mean, didn't hear nothing. We haven't heard nothing, and um, we heard a couple little bugles I made, I let off, and a couple little calculs, and we heard a bugle right up top of the ridge. We, you know, I don't think it had anything to do with what was about to happen, but we heard a bugle right yep. a long way away. Probably, you know, a couple more soft cow calls, and we just stayed where we were, and then all of a sudden, there's an elk, yeah, just, and a good elk, yep. just walking straight towards me. Like, Dad sort of in front of me, slightly uh, if you've said 12 o'clock he's at about 10 o'clock yeah about 40 meters away from me and this elk just come exactly where i pictured he would and a very impressive animal have just walked straight up and just stopped right in between me and dad looking straight at me and dad's seen it i think dad got quite a bit rattled at how quick it all happened, it all happened. one minute it was we were just about to grab our stuff and go, and next to me, there's an elk there. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad, he buggered the shot up. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Just, I think, the heat of the moment. <laughs> Having that thing stand in front of you, man, it's going to, if oh, you're going to have any kind of <laughs> target. But again, that's why we do it. If it doesn't make your blood pump, yeah. mate, you shouldn't be doing it. No, like, that's right. And, um, I can imagine. Yeah, reaction. he's he's hit it a bit higher than than he'd like, um, sort of above that lungs, below that spine. Yeah, this is what we've conclusion we've come to. You know, and I had quite a good vision of what was happening because the elk was looking straight at me at twenty meters, and Dad was off to the side, so I've seen pretty much most of it. And um, at one point, yeah, you're hopeful. Yeah, that it might have clipped the top of the lung. Or it's a, a little area that we call no man's land. Yep. Yep. And so Dad sent an arrow straight through there. And it's you know, gone through and pulled up on the fletchers on the other side. And, yeah, the bulls rattled straight off past me down to the timber. And we looked all day. We had, we rang other fellas. We ended up having five fellas there looking. And yep. we looked up and down. Yep. All day we did. Went back for lunch, come back, and just kept looking. Yeah. And um, we come to the conclusion that, yeah, he's yeah, lived to fight another day. Yep, little no man's land. And yep. I know, it's hard for, I know it's hard for a lot of people that probably don't know the anatomy 
as well, but there's a little patch, just about as, as big as those lungs are. Yeah. Um, just just above the lung and the heart area, you know, just above there, above the sort of hollow triangle, I suppose you could say. I'd say that, yep. yep. Um, right below the spine, so, you know, literally. It's actually quite big. It's bigger than what... Yeah, it's it's pro no, it wouldn't be a fist size, was it? it uh, sorry, wouldn't be a fist. It wouldn't be quite a fist size. I'd on a big elk, it would be. Yeah, probably because, but it it just sucks. It's yep. just one of those spots, man. That just it doesn't go to plan. Yeah, you know, and it happens. And you'll hear people say, oh, "I smacked it, I nailed it, yep. and I can't find that elk." And they see, see it bugling. Two days later, they see it pushing cows. Like another thing, you're taking conclusion. If that lung was Expanded. had a full a full breath. That area is smaller. Yeah, different story. You know, and if he's right out, that area is bigger. Yep. So that's another thing you got to take yep. into account. But at, at the end of the day, it doesn't make this, it doesn't make it any easier on on, no. the, on the shooter. All right, my dad um, took it pretty rough. Like he's a seasoned old veteran. Like he's been around the blocks and some shit. <laughs> you know, he's been given. I think um, on these hunts or any hunt, you get that one good opportunity. Yep. And it's up to you to capitalise on it, and that's all you can ask for. Is nine times out of ten he does. Yep. Yep. So yeah, no, dad, dad took it. Yeah, took it well. Um. And yeah, we just. He's probably laughing about it now. He is. (laughs) He is. (laughs) He's a funny man. He is. Like um, he took it better than I thought. Actually, Mm -hmm. I was yeah proud of him. He was probably that pumped just being there, mate. He was probably. Yeah, he talks. Yeah. It was just to see, you know, yeah, it would have been awesome to get him, but to have that interaction of what we had, that's what we were, it's the first, I suppose, Primos video interaction yeah, that we yeah, had. Yeah, we're in there, yeah. Like, um, yeah, which we all, that's we what, all have that picture, let's be honest. We, we all have that. we going over there. Yep. Um, the scenario, the setup, the elk coming in. Yep. And, yeah, it was given to us, and, um, yeah, didn't make it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it is one that I guess, not that this happens all the time. We don't want to say that, but it does happen. It happens. You know, and we, it happens a lot more than we know of, but, you know, it makes us stronger. You know, you and I will learn probably more of it from this than probably what dad will, but, yep. um, you know, I've been, I've been there myself. You know, it's not a, I was telling that story today of why that, why that bull's on the, on the wall mm-hmm. over another one. You know, yep. I mean, these things happen. Yeah. Um, no, it happens, and um, if you think it don't, or yeah, you haven't I've spent enough time. No, nah, that's right. But, like, but you know, like you know, I, I look at it in Les's eyes. You know, what's he mid sixties? Sixty five. Yeah, mate, fit as a fiddle. He's a, he's a bloody fit sixty five. He's a but, tough old bugger. You know, to see someone at that age just absolutely frothing, and oh. you know the commitment that he made even to get over there with you. Yeah, mate. He, I think. Well, we bloody you already told me that. He's already, he's already trying to plan you for next year. You're oh, in trouble, right. mate. The whole scenario was <laughs> once in a lifetime trip, and now I he's like, right. Saying, we're gonna go back and get that fella. I keep saying that, mate. You do one elk hunt. You, it's not the only hell hunt you'll ever do. Like yeah. you, they are bloody brutal. They are so addictive. Uh, there is no question. So yeah, so that's probably day nine or ten. Yep. Yeah, so, only a couple of days up your sleeve. Only had a couple of days. I think, I think, eleventh round. Yeah. So the next day, um, Frosty had a very good encounter. 
I'll let him tell you the story one day. Catch up with Frosty shortly. Yeah, Frosty will tell you that story. Um, Whether he wants to tell me or not, it's probably another story. Yeah, but, <laughs> so, but Frosty had a good opportunity on the ball. Yeah. But he's honest about that one. Yeah. Very honest about that one. Yeah. So he had a good opportunity on a bull. Um, wasn't able to capitalise on it. Um, and um, so we... Sp- yeah, so there's a couple days gone. And I think we've got about one day left. Yep. But you guys... Not jumping stories quickly, but you, you decided to, to chase a mule after that, didn't you? Well, we, we did. had all had... A deer com a deer elk combo. Yep. So we had it planned that was for the la- for three or four days. That's right, because you had the place booked to a certain date, didn't you? That's right. We had the yep. place booked Copy. till the seventeenth. Yep. And um yep, seventeenth. And so then we had three or four days up our sleeve. Um so we had the opportunity to go hunt elk public. Or go hunt mule deer public. Yep. So we were given some some good areas to go have a look at for a mule deer. So um, we thought, what the hell? Anyway, well, we've jumped the gun. So yeah, we'll go back. We've <laughs> anyway we left el- uh, elk camp. Yeah, licking our wounds. Yeah. So licking our wounds and them licking their wounds. Well, a hell of an experience though. Oh mate, it was. Yeah, it was a hell of a trip. So let's recap. Let's recap the elk part for now, because yep. I know you've got another section to go. Yep. But um, the whole, you know, you, you you obviously spent a bit of coin, um, which I think was very very reasonable. I've got to be honest. You know, for what you guys offered, what what you were offered, um, would you do that again in in your scenario going in as haven't been there before? Yes. Yep. Right up. So and for anybody that's planning to go on it again. Um, and I'll suggest anybody to contact Jake directly and let Jake discuss, you know, what it's about and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it was a fantastic, like, I really, and this is, this is to you, and I, <laughs> I don't sound weird, but you doing your homework early made my job of getting you a tag very easy. I th- Yeah, I think it helped, yeah. Yeah, definitely, because it was like, you've done your homework, you know your expectations, yep. you spoke to the right people, I'll yep. get you the tag. Yeah. Um, getting a tag doesn't get you an elk. No. You know, it doesn't get you all it's the information. Paperwork. It's paperwork, you know, yep. which is a shitty bit, but that's why I do it. Yeah. But, you know, and I think that's what the difference is, is obviously having a great trip to a bat, you know, to a okay trip is, is doing that homework early. Um, is there anything in that first half that you would change? Um, you know, not directly at Tyler, but, you know, would there be anything that you would do a little different? Would you give yourself more time? Would you go a different date? What What would you do different? No, I wouldn't change a thing. Perfect. Um, you can, you can, you can thumble around in your own mind. Okay, well you mentioned dates. Um, it's, from my understanding, so different to here. Um, you think you got your dates? This is when I'm gonna. This is when they're gonna be bugler. This is yeah. when they're gonna be rattling off. Yep. You get there next year, and it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, we were given great opportunities. We saw great animals. We saw great numbers of animals. Potentially, uh, you could have tagged out the a lot of years. Easy. Yep. Easy. If um, I wouldn't say easy. No, no, you still no, got to no. work your butt easy, off. But 
There was opportunity. Um, there was enough opportunities. We were for you all to... given numerous opportunities on elk, and whether we made them happen or chose to make them happen was another story. Yeah. So we didn't. Yeah, we were all given opportunities. Yeah. Every single one of us. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't change that that part of it one bit. Awesome. So. So there was a couple of days. Um, you've left elk camp, well, the first elk camp for you anyway. Yep. But you've left that. Um, you chased mule deer around for a couple of days, and, and I believe, oh, I mate, believe you've seen some another, crackers. Almost the same scenario. Open first day of mule deer hunting, a thumper. Yep. Like we had mule, we looked over numerous mule deer. You see more mule deer than I did. Oh, mate, and some good <laughs> And ones. I had a mule deer tag in Nevada. I couldn't believe it. And we're thinking, you know, what's going on? Yeah, that's what I mean. And we only had three days. We had that day, another day, and then a morning. And then, because it was quite a drive from the airport back yeah. from where we were hunting back to the airport. Yep. Um, so the first day was awesome. Um, I had, we all had stalks on good deer. Yep. For whatever the reason, wind. They're, they're tricky little critters. Typical hunting, um, yeah. Wind was a big thing. Yep. Deer popping up it in the middle it. of friggin' nowhere when you didn't think they were there. It's amazing where they can hide. Yeah. Like, it, no trees, just rolling sagebrush hills. Yep. And. Pretty cool hunting that sagebrush. It was that. different, I'll tell you that. I like, like it. Uh, it was very neat to hunt, but how the deer hide yeah. is ridiculous. But then, uh, like those mule deer are just more like a grey brown kind of black color, they like block block color. She's not black. That's block right. color. And you think but they like, disappear, then bastards. You sit up on a hill and you're there for two hours, the same spot, glassing, 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 and then you think, nah, there's nothing here. And you look over this way and you look back and there's one standing there. And you think. <laughs> Oh, mate, I've just been looking in that spot <laughs> for, for that two, two hours. hours yeah. <laughs> what do I feel? It is unreal. So, sneaky little, so, trick for them, just more time behind the glass, the better. Yeah. For a mule deer. But long story short, had some good stalks, good opportunities. Um, no one let an arrow fly. Um, the next day, it just blew its ass off. Yeah. Wind was howling. Like, from a beautiful, still, calm day the day before and sunshine and hot to just blowing and cold. Yep. And we couldn't find a deer to save ourselves. Yeah, hunkered down. Like, they just don't know where they went. Yep. Well, obviously, they were there somewhere. Yeah, that's hunkered down. We couldn't find... A little, we found a cove. We found a couple does and fawns and we couldn't find a buck to save ourselves. And we spent all day out there and your eyes were just sore from looking through binoculars yeah. and spotting scapes. Like, they were just sore. And then we had, so we had another day left, and that night it just rained and rained and rained and rained and rained and it rained all morning, and that country out there is just black. Yep, black soil country. Black soil country, and we attempted to um, head out that, we you, couldn't even get down yeah. the dirt road. You grow a foot in about three f oh, in about three meters, so <coughs> we couldn't we couldn't get down. Yeah, we couldn't even go down the main county yeah. dirt road. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that trip yeah ended quickly, um, which is a shame because we like we were in the first day was 
we had them sorted and then weather beat us. Yeah. So we packed up our stuff and headed back towards the airport. Mm. So. Was it, did you drop the boys back at Bozeman or? We, sorry? Do you, they fly out of Bozeman? No, they, they flew out of Spokane, Washington. That's one thing we would change. Yeah. Um, that was a fair travel back, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. The, um. We had to head back to the airport. Mm. So. It's like a bittersweet, bittersweet kind of day there. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, heading back and I suppose everyone's talking about their trip there, going home and I'm not too fussed because I've got You're another, rubbing your hands together. I've got another, <laughs> yeah, another another 10 days or 12 days or something to go. Yeah. And um, so we, yeah, we um, drove to Butte in Montana, caught up with... Um, yeah, yeah, our brother from another mother over there, Grant Hughes, met up with him, and the boys went their way back to the airport, and we yep. went ours and started our start all again. Yep, the public started hunting the public. Yep. So, which is another whole story. Yeah. So, so with, I guess you know, just to to recap the boys' trip um, before we jump into you know the remaining half of yours, but. You know, overall, um, I know you, I know you can only answer for them from from what you've had the conversation for. But you know, did that? Did they enjoy it? You know, was there was there any hard feelings or? I don't um, think there was any hard feelings. Um, I there shouldn't be. I believe everyone had good opportunities. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's I think everyone's talking about next year, so yep. they can't be too disappointed for it. That's it. And I mean that in a way. Um, I probably didn't put that question real good, but when I say hard feelings, you know that. It's a time where, and I've been there, um, you know, we're we probably slightly disappointed of the outcome um, of, of a trip, but I, it sounds like you were just amongst it. Like, it sounds like you, everyone was just frothing. I, Thanks, Benny Solaris, for the frothing term. So I, love <laughs> that, I, I personally was. Um, I mean, you had your dad there, so that that's that's just that was itself, but... That was, yeah, that was... A pretty big deal in itself, yeah, to yep. be over there for me old boy. Something that I suppose I sp I've dreamt about since I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. And um, never, ever thought it would happen. It's just something you think is just too difficult or too expensive. Logistics, dollars. Logistics yep. is just, yeah, yeah, you just think it's too far out of you. Yeah. Every zone you could imagine, yep. and it's not. Not at all. So that would be the, yeah. And as mate, I'm pretty sure everyone wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure they're all talking about next year. Yeah, it sounds like it. So sounds like. It. Well, I think Frosty's got another one. Is he still doing the what? I mean, I. I think he's yeah. I think he's heading back over to yeah, Colorado. Yeah, November. Why not? Yeah. Yep. I've seen him tags, so I hope he's going. Yep. <laughs> I believe he is. Mate, no, nah, credit to him. Organise it again. Yep. Um, you know he's he's drawn some late season rifle tags uh, for for muleys in uh, in Colorado. So yep. um, yeah, I hope he I hope he goes well there. He's, uh, he's got some good tags. It'll so. be cold. Oh fuck! It'll be cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we won't know. He might live in. He might live down the <laughs> south. Maybe <laughs> he hasn't experienced cold yet. Uh, no, oh. I think it. I think Where? it'll be cold. So we're in a. Uh, 
I'll probably cut this one in half, mate, but we'll uh, we'll rip into this next half for you anyway. So <laughs> yeah. the girls have gone to bed. So <laughs> They've all, left us. We're, all, we're done about a half bottle of scotch while we're going here. So <laughs> well, it doesn't tell us how long we're going for, but we'll have a break here while we're going. Yep. Jake's still smoking. Told me he's going to give up in April. Yeah, horrible habit. <laughs> horrible habit. <laughs> Yes. Well, mate. Well, uh, I suppose you're on your own now. You, um, you've. Oh, I might say you're on your own. The, the boys have left and head boys back to left. Oz. And um, you know, Grant's been able to give you a bit of time. He sort of, yeah, obviously yep. lined that up well. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. Well, been, I, that was. Unreal. We love, we love you, Grant. Well, we, yep. we miss you too, buddy. So <laughs> too right, um, too right. Hope you listen to this, mate. But. Um, yeah, it was good that you, he could get some time to spend with you. And I know yep, you boys, that was bloody, good. That you boys was, were bloody yeah. close when he was back here. So, um, yeah, what was what was the plan of attack? Yeah, you, Grant, you and Grant got together. Um, um, you hit I public. left it up to Grant. Yep. I'm in his home ground um, doing his – and he's, yeah, going to show me what Not it's all about. On. And, yeah, he gave it a pretty good shot, that's for sure. Yeah. So, we, was, um, were you sort of – like, did he plan to pack out, or was he planning just to, to like, just hunt from the truck, or what we was the sort of initial plan? We were prepared for anything. Yep. Um, we had gear to pack out. We had gear to sleep in the truck. We had gear to stay at a yep. motel if we needed to. Yeah, gotcha. So. And I, for the listeners, I'm going to sort of, you know, I'm trying to set this up in a way that you can see the first half of the hunt, how it happened with, you know, obviously hunting a bit of access and that kind of thing to... Pretty much Jake and Grant hitting it with every other <laughs> yep. thousand Montanas in there and every other state, I suppose you could say, a couple of Aussies too. Yep. Uh, yeah, we come across the a couple day. of them in the mountains. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, just trying to get an idea of, you know, obviously how things change uh, from what you guys had. You know, you, you guys were able to read, them, read the elk and go back to the same spots and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so, you know, you and Grant hit the road. Um, you obviously had some spots in mind. How was your first couple of days? You know, was was it straight into encounters or were you first, chasing other hunters or what was going on? First couple of days was driving the trailheads yep. and seeing vehicles right. and cars and people. <laughs> um, so we um, came up with certain sort of strategies and picked trailheads with leased cars. So you were, you were hunting the hunters? We were hunting, yeah. I know that's weird, we were, but you, you're trying to hunt with least amount of pressure. Exactly. So this is how quickly stuff so changes. So I give people an example. Certain trailheads we turned up to, there was 20 cars at. Yep. And quad bikes and people. works And horses and everything. And yep. um, I think it's awesome that yeah, people are given that cool. opportunity. And, but you've got to remember that. Yeah, they're there for the same reason you are. Yep. So, yep. Um, how do you feel? Come from like obviously, you know, your background. Come from Oz. Just had a couple of weeks, <laughs> pretty much to your own thing. Like when you drove into that first trailhead and seen twenty odd trucks, you know, freaking horses, quads. Like, what was that feeling? Like, how does how does that feel? At first, it was shocking. Not shocking in a bad way. Shocking like. Holy like, shit. this is re- like this is real. Like you hear and you read the information that you've been 
reading up on and listening on podcasts about mm-hmm. this is what happens, and you think, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it can't be that bad, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's the real deal, like it, yeah, it really is. And but then also, I think it's cool, like yeah. Yeah. that they the can fact do that, it's that. That popular, like not popular, that recognised, I suppose. Well, that, that recognised, and they're given that opportunity. They don't yeah. have to ask anyone. They yeah. just go. Yep. Well, yeah, there's no permission them. or anything like that. It's no. just rip into it. So I think it's, oh, I reckon it's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's my take We've on it. We've got a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to just change your tactics. You've just got to remember that the elk that you hear bugling in them areas, you're not the only one hearing. Yeah. So you got to work out how to get around that. Yep. Um, and then also the elk that you're seeing, there's a good chance someone's seen them. So yep. it's not that we ran into many fellas in the bush, in the mountains, yep. but more so on the trailhead because I think everyone just sort of yep. goes their separate ways. Um, How was the, yeah, we hear it. You and I listen to a lot of podcasts, so, you know, please everyone bear with us because we're nuts on this stuff. But, yep. um, you know, you hear about the whole, Get past the three mile, you'll have nobody. Or you know, go go a mile and a half in, you'll have nobody, no competition. But everybody's back at fifteen miles. How how true was that? And and I've got to be honest, I've never really hunted the true. Well, I haven't hunted the gen, the general tag or the over the counter tag. I haven't done that. I've been very very lucky in my limited entry stuff. But yeah, um, w- w- how true was that statement? Well, we never went fifteen mile. We never went ten mile. Yeah. Like, we didn't go that far. Because you didn't need to, was one Reason being, we didn't go that We had all, we were prepared and ready to go that far, but we found elk under everybody's nose. Yep. Elk that were overlooked. Yep. Elk that were pushed by hunters into certain little areas that, for some reason, whether I think... That um, everyone was going back. They were yeah. pulling up, grabbing their gear, and there was like Pushing you just said, there were further. fellas at two miles, there were fellas at four miles, and it pushed elk into certain areas that. This is what we found that were unknown, little hidden, yep. not big. At, well, some of them were larger areas, but just overlooked areas. Yep. Like, I've got to ask. And this is probably a little bit of a credit to, to Green as well. But what made you look in those areas over everybody else, though? Well, to be honest, we were looking for antelope. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> That's the honest truth. The first, like, we went, we were looking, Grant had an antelope tag in his pocket. Yep. He didn't have an elk tag. Gotcha. And Grant's just organized a few days off. So I've just been hunting elk for the last few days or so. The whole plan originally was Just go and let's find antelope. some antelope, and um, if we, you know, for the next couple of days, and you know, if we see an elk, it's a bonus. That was the plan. So this is giving everybody an idea how awesome this place is because mm. you're going to hunt antelope, which technically speaking is out in the open sagebrush country. Yep. And you've got the chance of seeing elk, mule deer, whitetail, bears, bears, you know. Yeah, lots, yeah. whatever you want to call. You know, it is an insane place. Um, it is. 
I don't want to stop this story, but so the first few days, um, you obviously got a bit of a plan. You've done the you've done the trailhead stuff. You've obviously know the comp. Yeah, you know, there's plenty. There's bloody people everywhere. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, talk us into sort of what made you that first step out of the truck. You know how how yeah where where do you start? Like what 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 was the starting point? Where did you go from? Yep. With your binoculars, that's where we started. Um, you know what made you look? You know what made you, you got the binos out, but where where do you start looking? Like everybody else is out there. Well, everywhere. Yep. Ever under. You had no expectations. There was no of. expectations. Um, there was no. Oh, this is where they have been. This is where they haven't been. We just knew there were elk Somewhere everywhere around us. Yeah. And we just looked to see. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll get there at daylight and we'd look and yep. look and look and look and look and look and the whole Sunday, the first like the boys left Saturday, they're gone. Sunday, Saturday afternoon we didn't hunt. Sunday morning we're out there at daylight in the big open grasslands looking for antelope. Yep. And um, Grant's looking for antelope. I'm looking for elk. <laughs> Fair so enough. I'm just looking, and I say, just just one of them chances we've turned around and looked, and here's a mob of elk just breaching the ridge line, and they just stood out like a Fagan's eye. We were just right place, right time. Yeah. And, and we, probably right where no one else is looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, there were tra- trailhead not far from where we were, not far at all. Well, yeah. You could see the trailhead. It's yeah. just certain angles and different positions. Where the trailhead was, you couldn't see certain faces and certain gully systems yep. where they were. And um, so coming back off, way back, and looking, you know, and getting the big picture, I suppose you call it. Yeah, yeah. So that's where good binoculars pay off. Yeah. And just looking. And um, we just noticed, yeah, elk doing things, acting like they would, yeah, weren't phased at all. So we figured... That's what they're doing. Yeah. So that's how we hunted them. Yeah. So. Yeah. What yeah. was the game plan? Did you do, like once you've seen them, do you rip straight into them or do you give them a couple, was it the next no, session? No, all or? day Sunday we just kept, we, we watched the elk bed. Um, we did. Elk love to bed just so everybody knows. Yeah. They, they So they were basically coming from private land in, down in cultivation country, moving across a vast area of, Fairly open, rolling, big hills into the, into the timber. Yep. That's basically what the elk that we started the hunt. Stuff how people didn't catch up on that. And, um, yeah, we were just lucky, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And um, so then, yeah, so we did that Sunday. As soon as we spotted them, we watched them bed. And we thought we'd just get a better look because it was quite a ways off. We knew the bull, the, there was about four bulls, three bulls in there. So it's a fair herd of elk. Then. There's about 30, 30 cows. Yep. And three smaller bulls and one larger bull. And from the distance we were, you couldn't tell how big he was. You could tell he was substantially bigger body size and antler wise than the others. Yep. Um, at a guess, I suppose that's what you call a herd bull with yep. the big herd and the younger fellas sniffing around. So we watched them where they bed. Where they bed was in a 
an area where they couldn't go anywhere. Well, they could go where they wanted, but once they went into this patch of timber, you could see if they left it at any point. Um, So we got to a higher point and much closer angle. And across the valley, the wind wasn't very good from where we were. So we were probably... I'm there, six or eight hundred meters off. So we just thought we'd have a couple so of bugles. You weren't too far off then. At that, yeah, at that point, you weren't too far away from them. Then, yeah, we when we first spotted them, oh, they'd have to be six or seven k's away. Yeah, okay, maybe more. When they first broke the ridge, and they sort of come down. When they first broke the ridge, they would have been. Oh, it's hard. To Still a long ways. Out there. You yep. could just make out they were Darryl. deer and 12 by 50 binoculars. Yep. You, know yep. I mean? you could just make out they were animals. And um, so, yeah, we got a bit closer. We yeah, bugled a couple of times. Wind wasn't right. So we thought, well, if he's living here now and we're two weeks into the season, no one knows he's here, we're, gonna, we're not going to push the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, from where the trailhead was and where people were camping, you couldn't hear him. Yeah, yeah. So that's at all. That was no sort way. Of what saved him. Yeah, that's what saved him. You couldn't yep. hear him. You couldn't from trailhead. You could not see where this animal was working or where yeah, gotcha. or hear him. So that was yeah his game. That was his game plan anyway, yep. and it was yep. working for him. Yeah. So yeah. So we left him that morning. That afternoon, we hunted antelope. Next morning, we hunted antelope. And that was sort of itching at me. But <laughs> I bet. You know what I mean? They're yeah. a mate. Yeah. Let's, let's hunt Grant. some antelope. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Grant got an antelope and a cracker. Yeah. It and was a hell of a hunt. You talking you, Rupa. <laughs> so Grant got one. So back back to the elk. So we went, yeah, went back that afternoon. Watched him come straight out of the patch of timber. Same timber. Same timber. So we left him for two days. So a day and a half. They're habitual. Yeah. If not, if not pressured. So left him. Watch him walk out of that out of that timber, out at dark, across the paddock, down to do what he was doing down on the cultivation. Yep. Next morning, game plan was get on the edge of that timber, before because they were coming. They weren't coming back till nine o'clock either. Yeah, right. So plenty of time to get there. Then. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like he was there at daylight. Yeah. Um, between eight and nine thirty, he was hitting the timber, timber yep. line. Yeah. So our plan was to get the daylight, get on the timber line, and yeah, he, every other elk turned up but him. Oh bullshit. Yeah. So that was again. Did someone get him? We were thinking. Um. We wondered, we wondered, we wondered. Anyway, next morning, went back. We found him. Uh, sorry, not him. We found another bull with that mob of cows. So we're thinking, what's going on? Did he on? beat him? Or, yeah. Sorry? Did he beat him up? Or Well, but he was a smaller bull, and yep. he was a good bull, and I probably would have shot him, but being that I've seen the bull that was seen, and we've had some good looks at him now, and he was a very impressive animal. Like, big six, wide, heavy. Yep. Other works. Had everything going on that every elk hunter would dream of. And, mm-hmm. 
that's that's the sort of animal that I went over there looking for, and yep, I that's probably maybe a bit shit on my behalf, but that's the I, no, I get no, fixated on an animal and probably lose opportunities on animals when. I, but you made a conscious decision. We spoke about this, and yeah. you know we were on the blower. And I think I was talking to you yeah. when it was all happening. Yeah, and uh, you know we, we said this. You know, there's a big effort to get these fuckers out of the paddock. Yeah, and if you're not happy with it, you there's a there's a so much involved. Okay, mm-hmm. you shoot it, but there's so much after that that's involved. Yeah, um, and we said you know, and and I think I backed your word up. I said you know, unless you're happy with it, mate, don't take it. Yeah, yeah. So, but he was a big animal. Like. Yeah. Did you ever get another side of him? Yep. So he was there. He just oh, yeah. changed his habit. Oh yeah. Um, the where are we up to now? What day are you up? Sunday we saw him. What days you? Monday on were antelope hunting. Tuesday killed an antelope with Grant. Tuesday afternoon we seen him again. When, him again, yeah. walk out Wednesday morning. It didn't. He come. didn't come back. Yeah. So we're day. Uh, yeah. We're starting to tick in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that afternoon, we got onto the smaller bull again. With, he's a good bull with the cows and. Yeah. So, but he's not the animal we wanted. We're, then you mean we're wondering, did someone get him in these days? You mean of absence? No. Well, we weren't because we seen him. That afternoon, but yep. then we've wondered if someone got him that evening or the next morning. Yep. Or just was he pressured out of there? Yeah, you know I mean, was. was he pressured out of there or what happened? Um, the next morning, we saw him again. He was back. Yep. So, for whatever reason, he's wandered off, whether he was off with a hot cow somewhere in the next valley system or yep. I don't know. Just held up wherever, whatever. Yep. For whatever reasons. Anyway, then the younger bull, the younger good six bull, he he stayed down on the on the flats. He stayed down there all day. Yep. Then from then on, with another group of cows. Gotcha. So I don't know if they just worked stuff out. And he said, "You have the them ones, and I'll take these ones." Yeah, you have the shitty ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you have the fat ones. Girls got to sleep. We're good. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, now he's back. So we. Again, watched Scrambled. him go into the timber, but he started to take different angles yeah. into the timber. One day he was coming in from one. Next day he'd come all the way around the back, over the top, and then back into it. Like, I don't know if it was... It definitely wasn't him leading him because he was always the one chasing him. So it's like you say, that lead cow, for whatever reason, she's... She's got whiff for something. She's doing different... Sna- I don't know if it was the wind making him do that. Yep. Like... Could be. The wind's yeah. doing that, so they're following the wind into where they've got to go. Yeah. Um, so there I necked that afternoon. We thought, right, hey, let's make it happen. So we got up there midday and um, got up to probably about 300 metres opposite his timber face. Yeah. Where he was. So there's a quite steep gully between us and him. And we thought we'd just wait until he makes a noise or they get up. Was he bugling? No, no. not at that point. But anyway, um, we got there and then probably hour or two into it, we heard a bugle in the timber. So we made a couple of bugles, a couple of cow calls. Again, a couple of bugles. He'd reply back. 
And then they come out of the timber, cows first, and they went sort of across the hill down into the gully for obviously a drink of water. So they've been bedded up all day. And we played um, Grant stayed back. Started, just kept calling. He'd reply. He wouldn't come in. Wouldn't come to us. So, but every time he'd reply, every time we'd bugle. So the game plan was Grant stay back, and I sneak down. Yep. Into the gully. Wind was beautiful. Everything was right. And they were in, still in the timber. They'd come down for a bit of a drink of water and stay in the timber. So I snuck down and I got quite. Close. I got into one. Got in, and he's running around bugling. He was carrying on. At one point, I had him at 38 metres, and I ranged him. And because I was in there for quite a, probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and he was running back and forward, I thought, no, I've, you know, and everything's right. They have no idea. I'll just, he was slightly quartering on, like, yep. ever so slightly. And I thought, oh, everything's, you know, it would have been a, you could have taken the shot, could have done the shot, but I thought, Everything's going so good. Yep. I'll just wait for that perfect shot because yep. at times he come past it under thirty, mm. and but he just wouldn't stop. He'd a quick trot and then he'd go check this cow, go check that cow, and run down the water. <laughs> I thought it's just a matter of time, oh. and just I'm just watching him, and he's just a big. I'm just. Why you're saying this? I'm just playing this in my head. I've yeah. got an elk running around my head. And like I'm moment, in the so. thick black timber, and they're sort of in the semi on the hill, semi open and. Yeah, it was just beautiful to yeah. see, like... Insane. That, what was going on there is what my... That's what I wanted to experience. Yeah. Was that action, him acting the yeah, way he was. Going off his And neck. I hadn't seen that yeah. so close yet in the whole few days I've been there. Yeah. And um, so it was just, oh, I was thinking, just a matter of time. And I probably just stayed in there too long. Wind just switched. And wind, I just felt the slightest bit of wind change. And he didn't smell us. And just this one one cow that was right down low that caught a bit of it. And she left that off one little bark and trotted off and off they went. Yeah. So, and never saw him again after that. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Off he went. One cent in that patch. That was their safe that was patch. It. That was yeah, that was patch. it. Just that... Um, that two, yeah, that that one, that next level pressure for him. Yep. So I don't know if it, I don't know if he didn't come back because they didn't come back, which is more than likely. Mm. So yeah. yeah, that was. Um, and that sort of like I, was, I know you had a few chill out days over there and caught up with Grant's family and stuff like yep. that. But um, you know, how many days did you look after him or look for him after that? Uh, so that was Wednesday. Um, Thursday, all day, tried different scenarios, and then we just we got onto another. Um, the following afternoon, Thursday afternoon, we got onto a um, another bull, and a he was actually a really big, five point like oh. ten point. Love five points. Yeah, he was an impressive Oof. animal, and um, we got onto him, but. My heart wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. You in trouble for that? Oh, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Like, me, depending on who you're talking you to. Know, like, 
I'm always thinking, well, because it was only just one ridge over from where the other fella was. Yeah, I understand. And I'm thinking, no, nah, he's probably just over there. And yeah, we had a good stalk on him. Um, it probably, we couldn't have made that hunt, that stalk happen. We tried. Yeah. Um, but my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was just 50s. thinking about old mate yeah. the whole time. So, yeah. so anyway, yeah, they um, toddled off over the ridge. And um, so that's, yeah, three good bulls in that one little area right under no everyone's one. nose. Yeah. So, yeah. and um, we were hunting public ground, going back to a motel every night. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, it's goes to show you don't have to go ten miles in, and well, you, know, you yeah you got to have a good pack to carry your animal out, but you can go over there without a tent, without a sleeping bag, and still be hunting, and bulls. still be hunting animals. Yeah, you so, don't have to be heroes, man. No, <laughs> no, not at all. But you know, there's an experience in both ways. So oh, there is, yeah, there is. Yeah, it's not to yeah. say we wouldn't have gone that way the only reason we were doing what we were doing is because we found that we animal found there. Animals. that's exactly and so. i think look let's be honest i think that's what a lot of it comes back to you know yep. i think a lot of people are sort of you know want to prove the point that they've they've done what they've done yep you know where i think a lot of us with the effort that we've got to make we're going there to find the animal whether it's a k from the truck you know i'll shoot one 500 yards from the truck Oh, like mate, if, it, if that's where mate. it is i'll shoot one from the truck yeah you know if that's so. that's where the animals are yeah um, I don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to say it was ten mile in. I don't, no, I really don't care. You know, you don't, you know, get, you don't get extra points. You know, we we do. There's a shitload of effort already for us to get over there. And yeah, um, I think, you know, I'm hoping people take this on and board and say, you know, the effort that we put in is from literally leaving leaving Australia. Like well, that's I think where the, the effort is. Biggest thing is, don't think that um, if I ain't got the Flashes Hillenburg tent and I ain't got the Flashes friggin' sleeping bag and the flashes mat and the flashes stove that yep. you can't do it yep. like yeah yeah that stuff helps um and you can get into other areas that you can't get to without possibly. it possibly yeah but you can be over there hunting elk from a motel yeah yeah so, i think the biggest thing is too is i'm going to bounce back to it very quickly again is that you did the, you did the homework um you, it obviously helps that we know people over there let's true. be honest very true you know but Social media is a wonderful thing, you know. Oh, it is. My contacts over there, you know, my buddies over there that you know that I probably talk to more than I talk to a lot of people here, is purely social media. Like That's it's, right. it's showing how genuine are. You know, you 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 pay respect in a yep. way that you know you help where you can. Yep. And I think anyone that's planning to go over there needs to probably start building relationships now. Yep. Um, you know, offers a, offer something in return. You know, whether it's just being a good person to lean on. Yep. Um, but it will help you. Oh, to no oh, end dividends. in success over there. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a world of options. We're talking to Montana tonight. Um, you know, we're already talking to Idaho and everything. Yeah. You know, we've been we've been talking shit all day. But, no. um, but I think every state's exactly the same. It is, mate. It, um, you know, I, like I, I talk New Mexico. Like there's a few boys that say, oh, you just love that that desert country. I think it's because of the people I know down there. And, I, and I've been there numerous times now. It's like I... I know I can go down there and, and put myself into a position that potentially kill a good elk. Um, we're locked up in Montana now because yeah. we know where we are. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. I would probably just have the expectation that if it is your only one trip, you, it's probably going to cost you more. 
that's, well, that's probably what it comes back to. Yeah, then you got to put it in perspective as well. You do five trips, it's going to cost you five grand of each. Yeah, six grand each. So there's you're up to fifteen over fifteen grand. Fifteen twenty grand for you know you go on a good guided hunt. About the same. You know, well it's less. Yeah. You know, a good guided hunt will cost you under ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's I think it's yeah. I mean we'll, we'll wrap this 10. right around to I guess to a to a to the person again looking to go over the states. Yeah, it's the um, experience. You it's the it's not so much the animal. Do you want? It's the the experience you want. Right? Yeah, you. I think I've said this on a podcast before, and, and anybody that's listened to my other ones, but you got to expect you got to put the expectation now, and you'll have a good trip. Yep. You know, if you're trying to work out your expectation and you get over there, it uh, <laughs> it can be a a little bit of a letdown. It's hard work. I mean, oh, there's no yeah. Well, there's even no question that it's a okay, ridiculous. Us saying it's a ridiculous we're from the truck, we we're walking. Yeah, but how far we hiking? <laughs> like we're still hoofing it like two hours before daylight. Yeah. To get where you got to get, and then you're out there all friggin' day. So just yeah, we're just hiking back to the truck and going back to yeah. the motel. That's the only difference. So a few times we probably sh- you know not regret not staying up there, even though it was close, but. Yep. I still don't think we were worried about staying too close to where he was. That was yep. our thing. Yep. Um, yep. Putting him up and just pushing him up. Like winds is such a, such a big factor. Yeah. Uh, those elk, you cannot beat an elk's nose. I don't care. And look, I am certainly not saying that I'm any expert, but we've had a few experiences with the elk. Um, you just cannot beat their freaking nose like most deer. But that is one thing. Like they'll see you and they'll bu- they'll bounce off. They'll be there the next day. Yep. They smell you, especially those public land areas. Yep. You're gone. They, right. Don't even bother trying to go back that same gully. They're yep. gone. There yep. is no question. Ba- yeah, back right out. Give it a day or two. At least. At least. You, know, you could have pushed them in the next county, mm-hmm. in all honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, hunting hunting the outfitted stuff with the private country and that, that's where things go a little bit harder. They don't push them as hard yep. because there is that chance of pushing them off the private. Um, well, you ain't got – that's that's the thing what you – you ain't got the competition. You ain't got less numbers. Yeah. You ain't people in the bush, so. It does, it, it plays a big difference. Yeah. 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 So if you, you've been back a few weeks, or well, you've been back a month or so now. Yep. Um, no, not quite, but looking back now over the whole trip, you know, what, what is the biggest takeout of it? And what is the, there's probably a few things we all change. What's the number one takeout and what's the number one you would change? Hunting Pacific. Um, Sorry, I put him on the spot here too. Yeah, I'm just thinking. <laughs> Number one take out that. Oh, mate, it's just there's so much there that that how much opportunity there is yep. over there. Like you don't you take you know like you said, it's good to have mates over there. It's good to have contacts over there, but you don't need them. No. You can do it without it. You can do it without it. You get your on axe. We've got it. We've got enough. We've got enough just between ourselves that we could help someone out. That's right. Too right. And without um, giving anybody spot away. No, exactly right. And um, but there's elk everywhere from one end of the state to the other. One end of the country to the other. You just got (laughs) to do do a little bit of groundwork, homework yourself. Um, And 
what was the next question you asked me? The what second was the one? What was the number one thing you would change? I don't think I'd change anything. That's awesome. I don't think I'd change anything. You just changed where you flew out of. That's the only thing, yeah. <laughs> that's I don't think I'd change anything. That's a pretty um, good trip. Yeah. I'll take my wife next time. That's the only thing I'd change. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna tell everyone that she actually can't hear this. So that's that's genuine. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I'd change. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie nearly went. She was oh, close. Oh, she was close. She, she was just was close. I think the the bears had her worried. Yeah. But we knew we told her that she wasn't in bear contribution. Yeah. She actually didn't know me then. So she didn't believe anything I said. So. <laughs> so, but where we went in the public round, there was bear country. Yeah. So, but we were fortunate enough not to, to um, run across any. Yeah, not to come across one. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I had a ball. So moving into next year, like we've obviously got, we had big plans with, yep. a, with a few other lads, but, um, you know, how, do, how does your setup change? Um, and I don't mean gear specific, but how does your your head, your your mindset change moving into twenty twenty? Um, yeah, you know, do you do it any different, or you? Twenty twenty, I will. One of you know, in gained experience with the elk. Being, I will probably do a lot more public. Yeah. Um, reason being, not that it's, not that it's um just as good opportunity it's less opportunity but i've just gained experience you know i've i did find elk on public we will find them again and i just had that experience that i wanted to always wanted to have on the private mm -hmm. and now i'm just gonna yeah not saying i'm not gonna hunt private again i probably will yeah um but i'll probably go that way i yep. think not for no other reason, but just save a few dollars. Yeah, that's the only reason. That's exactly what it comes to, and and this is where, um, yeah, probably this whole conversation comes to in in the difference between uh, public and private. It doesn't give you any kind of guarantee. Um, it just, it, it as I said, allows us a little bit more possibility of having that few more opportunities. You know, yep. Jake's obviously spoke very well of the public. You know, pretty much chased the one bull, but had a couple other chances around yep. it. Where the boys were sort of into them most days, yeah. Uh, on the on the, and it it comes back to, generally speaking, the private is a little bit more managed in the way of pressure. Um, it's not so much, you know, trophy quality. Everyone thinks as soon as you go into public, you're going to shoot a giant. That that's <laughs> that seems to be what people put together. Yeah, that is state specific. That's yeah. that's what happens there. Um, talking about Montana, there is giants that roam every bit of that country. Um, but what actually happens is you've just got management in, in for most affordable situations, mm -hmm. um, like you and I and everybody else probably listening to this podcast, it just allows a few less people, you know, you guys had that to yourself for 10 yeah. days, 12 days, whatever that's it was. Right. So yeah. that's what that little bit of extra money gets you. Yeah. So I gave you, yeah, a lot better bed, comfier bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and... More, it gave you definitely gave you way more opportunities on out. Yep, and so, and that's the difference. You know, talking like Jake's talk from full truth is that is a difference. I mean, he went from back to back. He went from private ground straight to public ground, and he can give you the back to back difference of what he experienced. Yeah, in the same trip. Yeah, yeah, and either way, <laughs> he had a blast. Either way, I had opportunities in both. 
So yep. private and public. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, just make sure you got a um, antelope tag on you. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> antelope tag. Plenty of them there. Bear tag. Wolf tag. Yeah. We are going to cost you an absolute fortune, but so, <laughs> that's to, what you're better off doing. You are going to be in for good. You're trip. better off having the extra tags in your pocket of other critters and other opportunities. I think. Well, that's one scenario. Having them extra tags with that little bit of extra money in your pocket on public. Yeah. You know, and that gives you a lot of more Fewer opportunities. Yeah. And so, we're talking, you know, and we like J- Jake done some traveling. Um, within the state, excuse me, don't get me, don't get me wrong. He, uh, you know, does some travelling, but you know, there, there's specific places you can chase each species too if you've got the time. Um, yep. There's specific areas that you could chase nearly all four species. That's right. Without pretty much moving camp. Exactly. Um, so it just depends on what your expectation is again. Yep. Um, but you know, to wrap it up, Montana is just a ridiculous place. Um, yep. I've experienced it. Jake has thankfully now experienced it um, and I really, really pushed everybody else to make everything they can do to get over and chase an elk. I just can't say how much for any hunter, um, you know, just whether you do it once or 10 times, yeah. I can't push it enough. I'll be doing it 10 times. Might as well do it more. I'm already up to a few, <laughs> so I'm halfway there. <laughs> oh, no, nah, all I can say is, fellas, yeah, get out and do it. Yeah. 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 It is it's a lot easier. Um, we can definitely help you on the on the basic stuff. Um, yeah, putting a few bucks away here and there, uh, we can make it happen. And um, you know, you are. You it's are, easier than you think. Oh yeah, you're in for a trip for a lifetime, and I guarantee it'll be a bug. It might even grab you a few brandy points. Yeah. Just take the take the wife with you. Yep. Yeah. Cool. My baby's awake, and I think we hopefully that wasn't us that woke him up. So. <laughs> I don't think it <laughs> He's was. He's cracking it. Uh, All right, guys, thanks for checking in. Uh, I know I've been off the off the clock for a little while, but uh, thank you, and I uh, thanks for Jake for um, to jumping on and sharing his story. Hopefully, this uh, fires everyone up to um, you know, to make that effort to get overseas. Not that we forget about our local hunting, and I'm sure we'll be talking red deer okay. in just red a deer's very only few months. What five months away? They'll be roaring. Yeah. Wild man, wild man was here today. He's already frothing on it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talked a bit of fishing and it quickly went back to red deer. So, <laughs> no, that's it. All right, everyone. Thank you again. And, uh, Jake, thanks, buddy. No worries, uh, mate. Appreciate it much, Lee. And, uh, we will catch you guys next week. See you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Hunter Camp Down on a podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under. Bye for now.